Hello everyone and welcome to episode 109 of Lost in Translation One. I'm May. And I'm Jay. And this time we watch When Knights Fall. <laughs> or the Royal Knights Fowl. And... And the Brothers Yin and Yang. Or Ligged and the Dankness are one Koichi's last wife. Wonderful. I'm glad we got through that. So just for reference, we're going to be covering both episodes as one episode this week because I feel like not enough happened in the first episode to justify really talking about it because it was mainly set up. Also, it did follow a sort of part one, part two. So we'll be covering that as one episode in our, in our discussions today. Let's go. For Digi News this week, first up, we had another Try Chapter 5 PV, which we haven't watched yet because we haven't gotten around to watching it. And depending on its quality, there may be a special PV episode, uh, discussion that we have. You think it's going to be another, look at these characters talking to the distance at no one. I'm not sure. I haven't watched it yet. But if it's, if it's good we and it has enough for us to predict about and to record at least like t- 10 minutes plus of content, then we will do a special episode. If not, I don't know. Sounds like a terrible idea. But no, the, it, it's out. We just haven't watched it yet because we've been busy. Then, on the 26th of June, there was a special stream to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the V-Pets. And on this stream, we found out that the limited three colours have exclusive Digimon on each of them. And there was a possible tri-spoiler about an evolution of Meikumon. So I won't go into that at all, because it is a, it, it's, it seems to be quite a possible spoiler for maybe even part six of Tri. Okay, then. Which is, you know, we haven't even seen part five yet. But it could also be in part five, but it's could on we, the poster. It could be right at the end of part five. Maybe. Or it could be just on the poster for part six. I don't know. But it's it's coming... Well, the toy itself is coming out in November. This is a wave two. Back in my day, we called that the Stinger. Mm. And also connecting the special three Wave 2s to one of the red or blue V-Pets that came out this month will result in you getting a special egg that has a Doraemon in it. Oh, okay. Doraemon is the one from X-Evolution. Oh, I I don't care at all. The next bit of Digi News is to do with the Tri stage play that's happening in Japan. And we got some pretty cool photos of the actors who play the main eight characters, but they're they're dressed up and it looks really cool. Who's playing the Digimon and how? I'm not actually sure if that's been said yet. I'm like, not do sure. Do you think they're going to be little dudes in suits? Um, I thought there might be holograms, like in a Hatsune Miku kind of way. I guess they could do that. Mm. That's one way of doing it. Because it'd be weird in suits. It would. It'd be, it'd be weird. It's oh, like holograms they... would be really nice, actually. Mm, I, th- I think they could do really well. Like, I mean, you could just have them in the big suits, like of the big suits we've have. Agumon. It's kind of cute, but they're it's far too big because it's a person in it. And if we're going to be Digimon sized compared to these now seventeen year old child actors, robots in disguise. Well, you know, children in disguise as Digimon. But I'm not sure. Like, it, it could be already announced, but I haven't seen it be announced yet. And when I was on the With the World podcast, I think we were still talking about like what they could be. But if there are Digimon in it, which I would assume there would be, I hope that there would be uh, holograms. Imagine Digimon Adventure Try. You walk in and it's a full... It's a musical, right? I don't Is it know. A play? It's a stage play. Where it's, it's just a stage play. <clears throat> it's a whole play. It's entitled Digimon and there are no Digimon in it. It's like Garfield without Garfield. It's Digimon without Digimon. Yeah, Garfield without Garfield is really funny. Yeah, and, oh, and now there's uh, Garfield without John. Yeah, it's less funny. Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously created because Garfield without Garfield went so well. But yeah, yeah, it's it's quite it's quite funny. I I like it. Although that said, I think Garfield without Odie would be funny if like, if you get because Garfield is the John of that relationship. Yes, and I don't, is oh wait it, no, I think, I think yes. that's I'm not sure, but I I know that Garfield without Garfield is funny. It is anyway. 
So on to Lost News Lately Mon. First of all, we sort of hit the next petrol milestone. We're actually like a dollar away, but well, less than a dollar. So it's it says on the website that it's three hundred, but we haven't got like the notification to say congratulations. And the website still says we're ca- we're coming up to that milestone. Dude, if we haven't made it, we haven't made it because we're like forty cents away. If we haven't made it, haven't made it. So it's rounded up, but it hasn't rounded up fully. You know so, what that means, listeners? It's up to you. Yeah, like, well, a dollar would put us over. I'm pretty sure after the, the little bite of the cookie, the Patreon Wait, takes out. What's the, what's milestone is this one? Uh, this is the Japanese Digimon board game. I made you proofread. The- if we haven't made it, we haven't made it. Well, it's more work for me than you. What did, what am I proofreading? Sorry. You proofread my Patreon announcement post that I haven't made yet because I've been busy. I'm glad we, we haven't made it yet. I, I don't want to I, play I, this I game. I wrote it. I just haven't published it. <clears throat> so this milestone means that we can play the Japanese Digimon board game. But it's again Japanese, so this would this can't we can't just record like straight away. Like I will need to translate it and work out a d- way to like let people know how to play it. And I might even put it on the internet, but it won't be a good translation because my Japanese is bad. I might ask our friend who knows more Japanese than I do, who has done a university course in it. Yes. Yes. So I might ask him if he can help. But what? Why are you looking at me like that? We should give the takoyaki maker instructions to jaro because he's a linguist and see what he can make of it oh my god can we do that yes <laughs> um yeah ding ding look at this we should i actually kind of want to do that but anyway uh to our patreon milestone it is uh so that's gonna be fun i will try to get some sort of progress bar up on our website just so people can track it but i still have to actually publish the po- post that i wrote and that jay proof read and it's basically just saying what i'm just saying now like we're almost at the goal but i'm just gonna say we are and then we have to, it's a long process i have to translate the instructions then make sure they're all understandable and it is playable in the way that i've translated like it could be translated incorrectly and it could make no sense and then we're going to mm-hmm. Obviously, have to find people who want to play. You know what the primary problem is? What? The rules might just be bad. So if you translate it and it's correct, it might just not play well. Um, apparently, it's better than the other ones we played. It's not hard, but still. Every time you say this game is better than the other ones, it has been equally pathetic. Yeah, but this one's Japanese. We played like three, and they've all been awful. We played two. We played the the one that took like a million hours, and then we played the zero two one. And then we played the other side of the zero two one, and that sucked as well. Oh, and you, but you won, so. Yes, and it sucked. You won all three of them. No, I didn't. I did not win the first one. I died. Who who won? I don't know. I think it was Bill. I can't remember. Was it? Oh no, Owen died. Who did win? It wasn't me. And I was very sad. Well, it was either Sasha or, like, Bill then. I can't remember. Uh, you can watch the video. We I, have I, it archived. I guess I'll watch that video. Anyway, so, yeah, we met the milestone. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. Thank you. You are all wonderful and almost I love you. Almost made it. She almost loves you all. Yeah, almost. But no, I, I definitely do. Almost. So, yeah, look, look forward to that in the future. And there will be a progress bar on our website when I put that up. So, hopefully, soon. It depends how much time I have. Our next bit of Lost News Night Limon is that we'll be recording episode 112 a l- about a week earlier because for special reasons I don't think we've publicly announced yet. I know we've mentioned it in the raw recordings and that we've mentioned the Slack chat. Basically, it's a secret. Let's move on. Yeah. So just so everyone knows, because we'll be recording episode 112, like basically maybe a couple of hours after we release 111, there won't be Postmon Pat for that week, but we will record Postmon Pat for that week, like a few days, like the usual recording time. So I can basically whack on Postmon Pat to the end of that episode. So there will be Postmon Pat, but it will be a little bit delayed. So you don't have to worry about when to get your feedback in for that episode because it'll be normal time. But if you get the raw, you'll be getting the raw basically a week early. What's this lost in translation, Mon? It's raw! (laughs) 
It's funny. So yeah, if, if you're if you're pledging ten dollars plus per month, then you get that episode a week early, but without postmop hat because it, we won't have gotten any feedback yet. So that's exciting. And I'm really dreading dreading. I'm really dreading editing that episode because and we haven't even recorded it yet, but I'm just dreading editing it. Okay. It's it's gonna be fun for me. And on to obnoxious synopsis. The first episode that we're watching this week is called When Nights Fall or The Royal Knights Fall and what do you think will happen this episode? I think in this episode the Royal Knights are gonna take a shot at the kids and if the Lucy Mom was gonna turn on them, I always thought that Lucy Mom would just eat them or something. I think the Royal Knights might find the kids on the moon now and the kids will win through some miracle. Right. Do you think anything will annoy you in this episode? Yes. How did... Why was there a train to the moon? In fact, you've kind of told me that right at the beginning of the episode you don't see a train. They're just on the moon. Yeah, so... Like, it, <laughs> so it, it, how did they get there? Well, at least we find out that it is a different moon from the one with electromagnetic field. So that that's not too much of a plot hole. But the fact that we get is in the, the first shot of the first episode this week, we get a shot of the moon without any train tracks. Mm, and I kind of spoiled that to you because there's a screenshot that I already posted about it. You, you, and you told me with words. I told you because I was annoyed. And it's, yes. not, it's not a huge spoiler, though. Do you think it'll be a good episode? No. What rating? Four. Filler or not filler? Not filler. Anything else you want to say about the first one? No. The second episode that we're watching this week is called The Brothers Yin and Yang, or Light and Darkness are one. Koichi's last wish. Do you know that in Street Fighter that the brothers are Yun and Yang? Yes, I, I do know. <laughs> uh, so I think in this episode that Koichi, because he's just a soul, will be absorbed into Koji's body and then they'll be together forever. Uh. And that will power uh, Koji to do something really spectacular and also probably still not win. Oh no. Be Lucimon. <laughs> do you think anything will annoy him in this episode? I think they're still not going to justify what's up with Koichi being a soul. Like even if if it's him if it's that he actually died falling down those stairs that'd be really dumb but at least it would be something mm. and I don't think that's what happened I just think they're like oh whatever he we can't have Koji's life change too much like we can't reveal that his dad's actually the worst person in the world by you know him asking questions when he gets home and if right. Koichi's dead you never have to do that do so you, whatever do you think it'll be a good episode no what rating three wow wow you are just negative as negative. yes. Filler or not filler? Not filler. By the way, the point of this is that Koichi was introduced as like this, oh my god, Koji, there's a huge mystery in your life. Do you know that? And then once he finds out that mystery, you can feel them behind the scenes going, oh god, we have to get rid of it now. Oh no, we have to kill him now, I guess. It was, we can't work out what the mystery is. Okay, the mystery is you have a twin brother. Okay, this doesn't make sense for the ending though. Oh crap, we have to get rid of the twin brother. So it's actually a big pointless journey. Right. So do you have any other thoughts for these episodes? No. Let's we can go. Alright, I guess on to the show then. Do 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 Alright, so as I mentioned, we'll be covering both these episodes as one episode this week. Because as I mentioned, I don't... Not a lot happened in episode 47. The start of the episode happens. They're on the moon. There's no trailmon or tracks in sight. They're just there now. And it's this just is, where they live. This is, yeah, it's just, he just, they're just there. And the thing is, the way that the last episode finished, which was like, oh, we've built a track to the moon. You know what I was expecting? Basically, all the Digimon they've ever met, like Elecmon, Gotsumon, uh, Togemon from the village, which, by the way, Togemon and the babies are probably all dead. Yes. Yep. All the, and the Kakuamon, all the Digimon we've met. Like, this is, this is what I wanted. I wanted all the Digimon they've ever met in the world to be safely on the moon because the Trailmon built this convenient trail tracks to the moon. Well, it's sort of implied in this episode that is what happened. Mm. And that's how they find the babies there. Yeah. Well, but then... 
Yeah, there's, there's still no trail one. And it's nice to say, oh, yeah, the babies are there because of that one train that went there. And I guess you could say, okay, that was the train that rescued them. He was just on the way to the moon. Or other with the trains eggs. also went. Yes, but we didn't see any of the trailmon. And that's what I expected. I expected, you know, a couple of trailmon because I forgot what happened and the Digimon that they've previously seen. Because the way he worded it in both versions, so it can't just be a subtitle thing, is that. I was given the the impression like, oh, are they meeting up with all the Digimon they've seen before? This this is actually quite good. This is this is this is good. Wait, this is what, what was I want. that wording? What did he say? He said, "We've built a trail, a track to the moon." When did he say that? In the in the last episode, when he was saying, "Quick, we're going to go to the moon. We've built a, tra- a train track there." Huh. And in both versions, he said, "Um, we're we're all going to the moon," and it's like, okay, um. Who's who's we? Who else is there? Turns out <clears throat> Trailmon's not even there. He didn't even do them a send off. In every other episode, we've had a the episode ending with Trailmon taking them off somewhere. The star of the next episode has begun with them on the train. But the Trailmon did get the babies up here. At least one of them yes, did. But we didn't see any of the Trailmon on the actual moon. Yeah, but it's not like they're doing this to world build mm. because I honestly I think. They would resist the idea of doing that to belittle how much the explosion would kill everyone. Mm. Why would they show you... Why would they have... Dude, all those babies died. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. But, like, I think that it would be worse if they were like, look at all these these Digimon you you knew and loved, knew and loved, in quotation marks, Mm. tolerated at best. Look at them all. Oh, they're all dead. Like, that would Mm. be so much harsher. And... Well, That's more good. effective for storytelling. Yeah, I don't think I think they would shy away from it. But I feel like it make, makes e- like the yes. last bit of the episode of last episode even worse than it was because it just it acted just as a plot device to get them on the moon. Oh boy, did it! And not in the way that like okay, you can just say oh yeah, but the trailmon's there, and you know they had a moment with the trailmon. They were just there in the next episode. It's almost like. Dinosmon did his breath of wyvern and teleported them to the moon again. That's what it felt like because I really they, wish just, they, had. they were just on the moon. That's just where they were. Just where they live. And it was it's just so annoying. I don't know why they couldn't have just addressed the fact that that's how they got there. And it's just mm. it's a bad. Sh- I really wish I could interview the 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 writer of this. It'd be so good. It would be so good. Um. All right. So I want you to note there are yellow clouds on the moon everywhere. Because they're on the yellow moon. You know that there, there's some places in the world where these cl- such clouds either did do or did exist. Like England has clouds like this coming through. A real pea super. They're um really poisonous most mm. of the time. Well, the thing is, they don't actually address why. Why can they breathe on the moon? They didn't address that on the other moon either. And the I other know. moon was more classical, like our moon, which, by the way, does not have an atmosphere. Mm. And I don't think can support an atmosphere, just also, like the shape and size of they, it. They didn't address gravity in this episode. And that was like one of the defining things when we went to the last moon. Yeah. So it is implied that this moon has a regular atmosphere and regular gravity, which I guess is more supported because it's not just a rock. It has flowers on it. It mm. is essentially a small planet. Well, it would have more atmosphere because, yeah, it has flowers. So I guess that's sort of... Makes sense, but it's just... Mm, I feel like it's less developed. It's just basically a yellow shape with some flowers thrown on it to make it look not boring. Look, it's not there to be thought about. It's going to be gone very soon. Mm. I would have liked to see the other moon. So they're all weirdly calm. They're all like, oh man, it's cool we made it out of that one. And like the desiccated ruin of the digital world is up in the sky. And they're all like, 
Oh, man. Oh, cool. Well, uh, we're fine, right? Yeah, and Junpei says, oh, it's like heaven. In the dub, he says, it's like a slice of heaven. And in both versions, Ko- Koji says, hey, why are you talking like we're dead? Was it Koichi? That was Koji. I thought it was Koichi because he no. would be the one who's like, oh, no, I'm just, you know, I'm no, it's Koji. I'm already kind of dead. All right, mm. cool. I'm, so, I'm willing to be wrong. The weird thing is that in the original, he's saying, oh, it's it's like... It's like heaven, like it's it's heaven-like. It's you know peaceful and it's beautiful. But he also kind of says like that it is more like heaven. But in the dub, he says, "Oh, it's just like a slice of heaven," which is just something you would say in real life. So it seems like in the original, he's like, "Oh, we're dead." No, I, what? Uh, either way, it reveals that Koji or Koichi, whichever the case may be, uh, is, is has a sort of morbid perspective here. Because Koichi's rather quieter; like he wouldn't just address his head on. It's Koji like, would maybe. Also, he can sense something's wrong with his brother. So that's a, that's a point of contention. Like they're doing the twin thing, and a, you know, twins have that telepathy, and that's why. You mean how Koji has telepathy yeah. and his twin Takuya? Yeah, but the thing is, I think that they address this sort of in the Flamon episode when Koichi falls down the stairs and he gasps, and then Koji's in the lift, and all of a sudden he goes. <gasps> Maybe. So it's like linking that they're sort of connected in that way. So he's so empathetic that he can feel someone falling down the stairs like a, a, a hundred meters above him, but he can't feel the fact that there's a Digimon standing right behind him for like 20 minutes. No, I, mean, I think it's because he's, no, it's, it's because he's his twin. They're doing that, you know, that twin telepathy thing. It's, it doesn't, it's not real. I don't know. I've never had a twin. It's, it's not real. They've maybe, done experiments. Maybe I'll have a twin one day, but I just don't have a twin at the moment. <laughs> maybe you'll get promoted to being a twin. Maybe one um, day. <clears throat> So my favorite bit about this is when, like, Koji's holding his Digimon. He's like, don't worry, guys. We're still okay. We're still Digimon, right? That's Takuya that does that. I'm sure it's Koji. Why no, because, I... because then Takuya looks at it and says, am I wrong? And then Agunimon and Burning Greymon, like, shake their head at him. I'm like, I swear it was Koji. I know I know Koji does pick up his Digivice, but the main one who says we're Digimon is okay. Takuya. So fine. So Takuya says it. He goes, we're still Digimon, right? And... I'm sure the animation is meant to be the other kids, like, kind of brightening up at it, but they still look so depressed. To me, it's like, they all know they're not really Digimon anymore, because you took all their spirits. So, of course, the two main characters get to be like, yeah, we're fine. So then there's this moment when Bokemon's explaining what the Yellow Moon is, and it sort of zooms out, and you don't see any train tracks (laughs) at all. But it's fine. They're never going to explain. I would love, though, if when they were, like, going back down to the planet, like, the only thing left of the digital world was the train tracks kind of around it. Well, that's what you see in this episode. You see that. I didn't think you did. No, you see it when they're looking on the digital world and all you can see is, like, this, like, orb of, like, this cloud of darkness and there's just these tracks going around oh, it. Oh, I thought that was just stylistic. No, oh, no you're right. That is the there. tracks, yeah. Oh, then that's the thing I like. You watch these episodes this week, right? I mean, I have tons of notes on them. Okay, okay. I wouldn't be arguing with you about who said what if I wasn't sure that's what happened. Okay. So then the knights are talking to Lucimon and they ask for the key. And in the dub, Crusademon says, having the key would be beauteous. And I've never heard this word before. Beauteous? It, it, really? You've never heard I've it? I've never heard it and I kind of love this word. It's a real word. I know, I, I know it's a real word, <laughs> word. I just never heard it and now I want to use it all the time. It's such Don't, a good word. It's a, it's a wanky word. I know. It's great. And so, it fits so well for Crusademon. So the one for, me, the one for me is in the English version. Lucimon has a we- yeah has a weird way of saying it where he's like are you suggesting that i don't have it as in yeah in in the japanese he's just delaying he's like oh you know are you saying i'm not going to give it to you mm. like you don't trust me this one because the only reason he'd get defensive on the point of do you think i don't have it is because maybe he doesn't have it 
I think in English they were implying he can't do it. He was it was a false promise, which mm. is also not true. And also something also I noticed is that Lucimon in the dub is a lot more aggressive. He's kind of like peaceful, like yes, it'll come in due time. And then in the dub he's like, I grow tiresome of you. You are doubting me. He's just Jafar. Mm. And he's just basically saying you should just kill the kids, which he should keep. Probably could do on his own. Well, not only could he do on his own. No, he can't. He hit them with a blast, and they didn't die. They just flew off into the air. He's like, oh, not what I expected, <clears throat> but that's fine. Okay, so but also. At this point, imagine if you're the Royal Knights and you go, oh, you know, maybe we should have actually killed them in the five times we had totally defeated them. Mm. Damn it. This is frustrating. Mm. Of course, they're never going to mention it because... Because there is no option in Digimon where the kids actually lose. It is so not there Mm. that the bad guys can't actually think of it as something that might happen. Yeah, and the thing is, a lot of people say, oh, you know, this part of Digimon isn't that bad because at least we see the kids lose. And we see the kids lose a lot in Frontier. I'm like, yeah, but sometimes it doesn't make sense that they lose. Like, the the Royal Knights don't care if the kids lose or die or whatever. They should, So they just kill them. Like, okay, they're kind of getting in our way a little bit. It'd probably be beneficial if we just kill them because it's so easy. It would be like if you wanted to watch... Like, a really excellent soccer match, as an example. Mm. Like, you've been waiting for it all year. It's the finals of the World Cup, whatever. And you're really looking forward to it because you love soccer, right? Mm. And you want your team to win, mm-hmm. okay? And that's what you want out of this event. In this case, you wanted the kids to lose because that was a special thing. Mm-hmm. In this case, you want your team to win because you love soccer. And 20 seconds into the match, the entire opposing team dies of the plague. Mm. Yes, your team won. No, it wasn't the way you wanted it to happen. Yeah. Mm. I don't think you'd be happy about it. No, no, that's that's fair. That's fair. Some people would be. There'd still be riots. Yeah, soccer's a weird game. There are always riots. So Lord Nightmon is doubting Lucimon, and Dinosmon tells him off. And then back to the kids, Izumi sees some bubbles, and Patamon runs off. Well, by runs I mean flies because he has wings. What a storyline that goes nowhere. Right. Lord Nightmon like having any doubts of Lucimon whatsoever. If that never came up, this show would be no different at all. It well, never goes anywhere. It sounds better in the original because he continues to doubt Lucimon during the fight. And like he he's hesitating because he's doubting. But in the, in the dub, he's not. He's just talking. But does it matter? No. I mean, like, it might colour the character of Lord Nightmon, but mm. ultimately it means nothing. The reason... It, it feels... It, it gives him more character, yes. I know, but it feels like they had a formula where they go, oh, he's got these lackeys, but one of them doesn't trust him. That one's really, really loyal, and that's really a whole thing. But where does it go? The reason you do that is, oh, they'll turn. Yeah, they're, they're going to face they'll turn. Gi- they'll give the kid a secret that they need, and then Lucimon will eat them at or, the end. Or they'll sacrifice himself to save the kids from, Luc- from atta- an attack from Lucimon. That None of this happens. The ultimate conclusion of Lord Nightmon doubts Lucimon Lucimon and doesn't actually think they're going to get a reward is he fights the kids and loses and dies and is eaten anyway. Yeah. And it starts to go like it seems like it's going somewhere and I completely agree with you. It seems like it's going to go somewhere quite fascinating but it doesn't and he just dies. Okay, fascinating is a strong word. Fascinating it was going somewhere frontier. mildly interesting. Yeah, it, it went somewhere that wasn't terrible. Well, it was seeming like that anyway. <laughs> it, it sure had the signposts saying you're going to Disneyland, but at the end of the day, you still ended up at the dentist. Nope, you still ended up at Giznep World. <laughs> what? Um, so the font for Disney kind of looks, looks like Giznep. It does! It really does! <laughs> like, oh, it wasn't just a font, we're just going to Giznep World. <laughs> That's really funny. Ronald and Ricky were waiting you at the Giznep World. 
That's a that's a really strong bit. It does. It looks like <laughs> that's a it Ronald, Ronald and Richie. Don't show me. I know what you're talking about. I really no, do. No, no, I'm I'm I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Kisnev world. <laughs> With their friend Razy Rock <laughs> and Ruto. Why are they all us? I don't know. <laughs> Rini Rouse. I'm I'm tired, and all I can think of is the letter R. Okay. Okay. Oh, and can... Rod Nightmon. Rod or Nightmon. Rod right, Ron. This so, is Ron. He's a Rod right. Yeah, the kids find all these eggs and Tomoki says, oh, these must be the eggs that we saw. In the dub, Tommy says that they just hatched. And Takuya mentions about how he wasn't sure that paths would cross again. And then he's holding a Chibomon and it calls him Taco. Okay. It doesn't speak in the original. It just goes, pa, 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 because it's a baby. Yeah. But in the dub, it's like, Taco. I'm like, how do you know its name? Are you implying that this is one of the, the royal, the, the, not royal knights, the evil spirits? Which, by the way, not I would, necessarily. Since we were talking about the royal knights and beating the children, I feel like Grottomon was the most successful of the evil spirits because he actually got the spirits from the kids. Oh, for sure. Also, you may, you may know, actually, no, I also consider... Uh, the the metal one. Um, the oh yeah, um, Mercury Mon. Yeah, he was a really good job until the kids cheated. Mm. Also, he should he should have won if he wasn't a weird theatrical baby. Um, but no, to be fair, his episodes were probably the part of part of like the best episodes in Frontier, which I would think would be the the introduction to Duskmon, where he just shows up and slaughters Arbamon, which as sad as that is. What are the what are the odds? What are the odds that the evil spirits actually knew the kids' names? I'm not even sure if they actually used the names. I just think they just said... When would they ever have learned them? Uh, Cherubimon might have told them, but I don't think they actually... Why would Cherubimon know the I names? don't think they actually used the kids' names. I don't think anyone actually used the kids' well, this names. This is the classic thing about like a bad guy in a group of kids. When would um, Devimon have learned what Ty's name was? Did he say, my name's Devimon, oh, I'm Ty? You have to introduce yourself before you know someone's name. Well, for memory, I don't think Vamdemon ever... Or even Minusmon ever called the kids anything. I know that they call, he called Hikari like the, that girl. It's the eighth child, or, or, or the eighth child, or the girl. Which once he found out who she was. I kind of wish, and this is another thing. I wish that like Digimon had a better sense of the world it was in, and it wasn't that Digimon were creatures that existed in the context of the real world that they seemed to mostly understand. Right mm. when when a Digimon goes, what's parents? At the same time, if they're all called Agumon, they should not understand why humans have different names. Mm. They shouldn't be able to figure it out. Well, Piamon did sort of say something along those lines when sort of was like, oh yeah, lots of people like me. And she said, lots of Soras? Yeah, and like Takatomon was like that. Mm. Which is another thing. It should be. It should have been adding Mon to the end of everything as like a speech. They have speech ticks in this world. How are they not adding Mon at the end of names? Because at least in Japanese, San is something you would add at the end of a name like by reflex, I mm. assume. So Mon should be an honorific as well. I w- if Mon was an honorific, this world would make more sense. Because mm. then they could stop doing that and you could have like Grotto-sama. Yeah, that'd be cute. I like that. Or Oremon instead of Oresama. Yeah! Oremon. Yeah, that's good actually. Or Nemon. <laughs> oh no, not a Nemon. Or Nemon. <laughs> okay, alright, this is improving Digimon step by step. Yeah, by talking about other seasons. I feel really bad about Frontier. Like, I like Frontier, it's really but. Bad. I'm. If I, if I, as I've said before, if I was not analysing Frontier, I would be enjoying it a lot more because it is. It is, as I said, it is fine unless you're thinking about it. If you're thinking about, like, does this make... If you're asking yourself, does this make sense? Mate, 
it's an indictment of yourself that you can enjoy pieces of media by completely turning your brain off. And I don't mean, I don't, because what you're saying, you know, what you're saying is you need to be brainless to enjoy this. Mm. There's a difference between not thinking about something, thinking about something and analyzing it, Mm. right? If you think about something, you go, oh, I see how this and this connect. I understand shows. Yeah. I remember things. This show requires you to not remember things that happened in the show. Yeah. Wrestling is often like that, actually. Bad wrestling is the, like that. The problem is that, and I think this, this, this is definitely a bad thing, is that it's assuming that kids don't remember these things or don't pay attention enough. And it's kind of true. Like, when I watched this, even though I was 14, I don't remember there being this many. The only problem I remember from when I was 14, and it's the one I knew was going to be a problem, is the fact that the other kids are useless in, like, half of the season. And that was always like, oh, this is the only problem with Frontier. It is fine the rest of the time. So do you think that if you had watched this, not for the show, when you hit the bit that was so bad, you felt the need to publicly apologize to me? You think you could have seen that and gone... That was fine. I think I think I would have because I wasn't thinking about like does like does this make sense or writing notes on it. If I wasn't the the reason I'm paying more attention is because I'm writing notes. But I mean like as an example, if you were to watch a movie, uh-huh. a normal movie set in the real world with rules you understand, and someone would pull out a gun and they shoot someone and the anime and like the acting and everything is done in such a way. In fact, blood goes and it clearly hits them in the head. Mm. And the next scene, the person is up, uninjured, and fine. Would you not say, that's odd? Okay, okay, you're right about that. But the thing is, I think if I... And we can prove this by how we used to be when we first started the show, is a lot of the time whenever you would have an argument, I, I would say... It's the digital world. And that would probably still be my argument for, hey, the Trailmon just came up. Oh, it's the digital world. But it's not the Trailmon. It's Lucimon just hit them with his attack and all it did was throw them? Into a Trailmon. Also, I don't know if we talked, if I mentioned this last time, but if a source of force hits them down, because mm. it was aimed down at them, mm. they wouldn't be flung direct... It was down at an angle as well, like a really like acute angle. Well, Jay, they wouldn't be flung straight up I, into the I, air. I can argue this, okay? This was, that, that's analyzing. Okay, no, dude, they are ricocheting off the nothingness, all right? And it bounces. That's how that works. You mean all really. that nothingness that yes. the Nightmon fell through? Yeah, no, yeah, I know. It's just it's because they're bouncing off it, 100%. They're ricocheting. It's How, how else would it work? So how did the Nightmon fall through it? They didn't ricochet. They had to be hit by that blast to ricochet. But they hadn't been hit yet and they were just standing on it. Yes, but they are called Nightmon. It's it's actually said in very fine print. Uh, you will actually fall through this if you're Nightmon. <laughs> Wait, where does it say that? On the world? On the script. Oh, okay, right, right, of course. I forgot, yeah. But, and, and that's and that's the problem. Like, I, I feel like if I was watching this and not making notes and not thinking about, like, does this make sense or is this consistent or is this purely plot convenient, I might have said, oh, that is a little bit plot convenient, but I wouldn't, I don't think I'd get, like, as mad and, like, oh, well, that made no sense. I think I would have still believed it. I would still have gone, it's the digital world. Because a lot of the time you can explain things that happen with, it's the digital world, which, in other words, is basically, like, it was in the script. It was just there. But the thing about a fantasy world is that they have to be, like, internally consistent. Even if chaos is part of it and randomness Mm. happens, you can point at that and say that's a rule of the world. But the digital world is a computer system. Computer systems are inherently logical. Mm. And you still have to sort of, whenever you're watching any piece of media, you should still sort of be somewhat immersed in it. Yes. 
But immersion is not the same thing as being blind. Mm. No, no, I, I see your point. But I'm just saying, I feel like because I love Digimon so much, I feel like I would watch this and if I wasn't thinking about it, I would be enjoying it. I just, I just want to really? make that clear. You, not only would you have not noticed, you would be enjoying it. Yeah, because I am enjoying it. At the end of the day, I'm, I am enjoying it. Do you think that if you had done the first three seasons of the show with me and then the show had mysteriously ended and you'd watched, say, uh, you'd watched Frontier on your own, do you think you would have enjoyed it still? Yes. Okay, you... All right. I'm, I'm enjoying it now. But the problem Why? is... Why? Because I still like Digimon. I still like it. But there are... I, I'm not saying there's no problem with it. I'm just saying I am I am enjoying it. So what you're telling me is that... It's... it's this, po- this flavor of ice cream is so much your favorite that you do not mind licking it, licking it off the road when it's already melted. Okay, no, I, I see your point. Like, it is, it is the worst season of Digimon. If you don't move the ice cream and see the road, it just looks like ice cream. But it also makes the rest of Digimon look better. That's not a good thing. Like, this ice cream has poop in it. This ice cream doesn't have poop in it. The one without poop in it looks really good. Yeah, but that's not a good thing, right? Yeah, I know. But th- it's it's a comparison. I'm just saying that I'm enjoying Frontier. Like, low... It, it's, it's not... The thing is, it's not boring. Yeah, it is. It's not, no, like, not anymore, yeah. right? But it was for a long time. Yeah, I feel like Frontier would be better if it was probably like maybe twenty episodes shorter. And this is a, this is a series without any filler. Yeah, but the problem is, and we've been over this, is that there's filler within the episodes. Mm. Like it's you, uh, an episode will not be a filler episode because a thing will happen. Mm. But that thing is so inconsequential; it had to happen. Like I feel like when but- they were first discussing Frontier, they sat down and said, "Let's try and make like as little amount of filler episodes as possible." So how do we do that? We'll just put one relevant thing in. One relevant thing. That's what we have to put in each episode. We have to put in the bad guy showing up and there's a fight or something. Anything relevant to the plot that won't make it a filler episode and we can still make it 50 episodes long. Because, like, that, this is that's the Digimon magic formula for making it, quote-unquote, not a filler episode, is how many evolutions can you spread out through a season? And in this season, we have you're a Digimon now, and which is you find your human spirits, then you find your beast spirit, then you the bad guys each have uh each have two so that's 20 episodes mm. by itself that aren't filler then you have new evolutions after that you have the bad guy showing up for the first time which is by oh i guess that's introducing the human spirit version but you got to fight them for a full episode as well and you got to introduce the other bad guys like the royal knights and you have to introduce various concepts of the world to these kids and you have to introduce the fact that you can sp- combine these spirits and then you can combine more spirits mm. it, it's the cheapest formula because when you when you say things like it's not a filler episode usually the plot is mm. developed like something happens like the world is destroyed i would like to point out that we've just only discussed like the first five minutes of the it's first so episode. bad okay. it's so bad well, well let's get back to it so bokemon's a good dad and i love all the scenes that show him being a good dad because it is he is, and it's this nice little character bit, and whenever it happens, I think it's really cute, so it's fine. Lotmon's there. No, then we see some nice-looking eggs, and like, well, they look special-looking eggs, and then they hatch, and they hatch to Plotmon and Lotmon. It's important that Lotmon's there. Yeah, it's, it's very important. He's your favourite. Were you, were you happy to see him? Yes, I like Lotmon. And I think I mentioned that the best thing in Frontier happens, and it's when they're all playing together. This is a really weird moment where they're all looking at the three great angel babies playing together. Mm-hmm. 
and all the kids are like, yeah, this is really nice. And again, like, the dead husk of the digital world is above them. Yeah. It's not like any kind of emergency is happening. Well, it's like in Breath of the Wild when we just see, like, the, the Hyrule Castle and there's just things coming around it. No, but that's different because, like, that happened a hundred years ago, mm. right? So that's not an emergency. That's not a disaster that's currently happening. Mm-hmm. That's a disaster that's probably gonna happen. But it's been building for forever. It's just... That's a natural disaster. It's a volcano. And also, you're trying to do something about it. Yeah, sometimes you go on a side quest, right? Mm-hmm. But, or so often. But in this case, they just lost. The new bad guy just showed up. And the kid's response is, ha, it's really nice seeing these babies play. Mm. Well, in the dub, I noticed that there's more dramatic music when the eggs hatch. Instead of it being almost sort of like this weird sort of not fitting in moment in the original where the music stays exactly the same. In the dub, it actually like ramps up the music. Oh, something special is happening and they hatch into the into the rookie forms of the angels. But in the dub, in the original, it's just sort of, oh yeah, that happening. So the question is, do the babies have memory? No. Are you sure? I think they've got... Like sort of just like, enough for it to be convenient, and just just missing enough for it to be convenient. Well, when Padamon was going through Serapimon's castle, he didn't really recall it. He just said it was nostalgic. So he clearly has like some almost like deja vu of like being there before. Shouldn't Lotmon see the other two and like have that nostalgia, but for hatred? Well, yeah, he he should address this in some way. But I guess it's because they're saying, oh, they're purified now, so that it's like nothing ever happened. Never gonna happen. Also, I would like to point out that Bokemon says, oh yes, they've all been purified. I'm like, um, one of them was purified. Where, <laughs> what was wrong with a Fannymon? All of them. Um, I'm. I don't know. Was this my notes or did I tell his last episode? I refuse to let it go. The basis of the entire story of Frontier is the civil war between the human type and the beast type Digimon. Mm -hmm. And it has never been addressed and never will be. And I think that's probably one of the most interesting things about Frontier is that backstory of there's a lot of racism here and there's something going on here. And then there was this... This political party that was meant to be fair, but had two humans and one beast, and the one beast kind of went a bit, this isn't really fair, and you're not, you're thinking, I'm being outvoted here because there's two against one who are constantly voting for the humans and what's in best interest for them, so I kind of want my voice to be heard equally, and the humans are kind of saying, um, let's meet in private to talk about this one guy. And there's stuff to that. And it's weird because you know the writers knew. And also, assuming that it is somewhat canon, Mm. the movie says the Civil War is ongoing. On this island, It's happening right now. Mm. And that movie, I think, is still the best thing of Frontier. Also, by the timing that Ophanimon gives for when she called the kids, which was, like, as Cherubimon turned on them... Mm. The Civil War was like a week before the kids showed up. Mm-hmm. No Digimon in the main series has ever mentioned it. Besides as like a historical thing. Yeah. But we know it happened like this year. And yeah, and there are some Digimon who are just like acting like Cherubimon and Ophanimon aren't even things. Like they don't, no one ever mentions that, oh yeah, we have the great rulers of Ophanimon, Seraphimon and Cherubimon. Or, oh yeah, we just had the Civil War just then. It was pretty hectic. It's... The, oh my god, I'm going to complain about it again because last time I complained about world building as like a failure to explain why the train tracks weren't around. Mm. This is the weirdest one because they did it. There is world building. There's some. There's this history that is pretty interesting. But then they built it over there. See, the problem with Frontier is that there is sort of like... It's a skybox. The sur- yeah, it's the surface of world building, but they didn't really dig much underneath and saying, oh, by the way, this happened, this happened. And I really do think that, that was 
And the movie, especially, they're like the best parts of Frontier is that on the surface scratching of this civil war and this racism thing that happened. God, that movie is one of the best parts of Frontier, isn't it? Yeah. Didn't they hate it? No, you said this is what the best bit of Frontier we've seen so far. Oh, fair enough. And th- that probably was, what, was for it. That, that was yeah. after 20 episodes. No, that I think it might be. I think it might be the best. Um, I saw it like has the a plot that's episode. actually vaguely interesting. Yeah, but I actually, I have written my answers already and I think, oh wow, I didn't even, I forgot the movie existed because I've been so mad at Frontier. But the movie was actually the best part of Frontier. Oh my god, this is this is Frontier's our war game. What do you mean? Like within the context of Frontier, it's like the best thing. Because like adventure was good. Our war game is the best part of it. Playing, I think playing well, playing games was good, but our war game is probably the best digital. Playing games was the best in the context of uh, adventure. Well, I haven't actually seen the Savers movie, but I ha- but this will be new. That'll be new. Yeah. Um, is that in English? I don't think so. Thank God. X Evolution is not in English either. I don't think. Oh my that is a legitimate relief. I'm, I'm feel. If you feel it like wash over you, yeah. it's like a visceral feeling of relief. I don't have to watch X Evolution twice. Mm. What's what's dubbed from here on in? Because I I thought that some parts of it are missing. Digimon Savers is dubbed. It's called Digimon Data Squad, and then there's Digimon Fusion, which is Digimon Cross Wars, and they did the first bit of that, which is just Cross Wars. They didn't do Young Hunters. Okay, so the only thing that's missing is like the last season. Yes. The last twenty episodes. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that'll be a lost in Digimon because it's not translation anymore. Yeah, I'm not sure if how we're going to address, like if we're going to do maybe four episodes of Young Hunters per week because maybe and then we'll be done with Young Hunters very quickly and then we can move to Lost in Translation Moon. Probably do three because that's an odd com- number. Com- I know, but comparing the English only takes like half as much of an episode. It doesn't take a full episode discussion. Oh yeah, that's point. Yeah, that's a point. So maybe yeah, maybe maybe three episodes. If you can handle an odd number, it's okay. It's okay. Have we ever explained that on the podcast? Let's not. Let's explain it another time. Okay. If someone wants to know about low four, if someone asks us about low four or low two or low two or low six, hint low two is one. (laughs) We'll we'll explain it, and it's a it's another one of me being asleep and talking in my sleep. It's great. Um, But if if someone wants to know, ask us, and we'll we'll answer. But we're not sure if anyone would actually care. Can we actually get back to the episode now? Uh, so the cute stuff inspires the kids and they're like, we gotta protect the digital world, And Azumi, Azumi says, uh, maybe they were purified when they were reborn. And Junpei says, no, it's the other way around. They were reborn because they were purified. And I'm still unsure about why Ophanimon needed to be purified. I know that Seraphimon died and Ophanimon died. They both died. But the only one who actually needed to be purified because he was actually evil was Terubimon. My favorite bit of this is when they're looking up in the sky and, like, there's the the, the skeleton of the world and then, like, they project the, the image of the world being fine over it. Like, you know, that's hope or whatever. Mm. There was, like, a legitimate second where I really thought... That the power of friendship and love and hope had put the world back together. See, it's worrying that you would think that because it was something would be something that Frontier might do. I really thought they were like, oh, we're all inspired. These children, and we'll save it. We believe. I believe in the digital. It's back. Oh, I so really mad. thought it would happen. Mm. So I noticed that Takuya had Chibamon, Junpei had Motimon, Izumi had Poromon, Koichi had Poyomon, Tomoki has Upamon, Bokumon has Pabamon, and Neamon has Minomon. I don't really know what any of that means. I just find it weird that some of the characters sort of linked up to what they had. You know, what? the girl has Miyako's. 
and Junbei has Motimon because he's like the smart character. Motimon evolves to Tentamon. Yeah, the smart character, sure. And Takuya has Chibamon, who is becomes Vimon, and Daisuke is also a Gogol kid. And Tomoki had Upamon because he's sort of a bit like Cody in the way that he's the youngest. You you're stretching, you know that, right? And also Koichi and Koji both had Patamon's baby forms. Stretching. Yeah, I'm stretching. I just find it interesting. But it's it's really weird that some of the babies are already babies too, considering it's sort of like implied they just hatched. Also, isn't Plotmon an adult? Mm, no, Plotmon evolves to Tailmon. Tailmon's the adult. Plotmon's a child. Right, okay. Plotmon's the one we only saw in Adventure a few times yeah, and I, in Zero Two a few I times. I forgot because Agumon's a child. Yeah, okay. Which yeah. Is Why is Greymon adult? What now, do you mean? Because now that, now that we've done this for long enough, an adult is like small what do you mean because because perfect and ultimate are so huge not necessarily lilymon is smaller than uh, togemon which is the adult form Uh, yes it really depends on the digimon like what about pixiemon here's a perfect what about marine angelmon the tiniest mega (laughs) remember the time it just goes puppy okay i think the problem is again like the weird parlance for for the forms because it's like champion in english i can't believe we're not wanting to talk about frontiers so much you keep on going on weird tangents there's still (laughs) digimon Related, that is still one hundred percent relevant. I don't want relevant. to talk about this show. Like it shows that you've get you've gained knowledge from covering Digimon. So it's like you you're still talking about Digimon. But we're not talking about this. I've given nine lines to the worst thing that happened. No, it's it's not even the worst thing that happens in the episode, but it's coming and I see it coming. So Plotmon's like, "Hey Takuya, are you gonna are you gonna fight for the digital world, or are you gonna go like a coward?" But the thing is. In the original, it is basically word for word the SMS that Ophanimon sent to Kuya. So it gives him this flashback. In the dub, it's just, will you stand up to them and run? Which are not her words, so it's weird that it triggers this, fa- this I flashback. I the flashback is so overdone. Um, I'm sorry, did you notice that I'm pretty sure they added on three scenes to the dub one? No. I, no, I didn't notice. No, I'm pretty sure they added it on. And also, he talks so much more on the dub. Yeah, well, like, that's, that's, that's normal. In the original, it's basically like, oh, this happened, and then this happened, and the dub, he's saying, oh, you know, I'm talking about my experiences about and fighting evil and facing evil, and we were all given the chance to go home, but we always turned it down. And I also feel like they voiced, like, that they actually had, like, there weren't just flashbacks and dramatic music. It was, they were actually carried across the lines that were said in the dub, or sometimes, in some circumstances, they were different lines, like in the Trubimon <laughs> part. Also, I'm pretty sure they added on a lot of the Trubimon flashback. Because I, I don't remember it in the original. I don't remember it at all. They just put in an extra, I'd say, a minute of content. I, I, And then at this stage, I thought this might be a clip show. I was a bit worried too. I'm like, I don't remember there being a clip show. I really <laughs> hope not. Because they're like, they're on this like moon now and everyone's safe and they're happy and they're just imagining stuff. And there seems to be no urgency to get back to it. Is this just a character building clip show? And, and it's, it's not. not. I'm so happy. The, yeah, the Royal Knights appear and hybrid spirit evolution happens. Oh, they remind you of the Doom Train. I forgot about that. Yeah, which is good. I like the Doom Train. Oh, oh my God. Wait, hold on. This, my favorite bit is when uh, he, Takuya like, has this flashback and he addresses everyone and he goes, we all stayed because of we, we had reasons. And they don't don't establish all these reasons. They li- it's, it's, I stayed because of reasons. Can't tell you what they were, but believe me, they were really important. They were definitely a thing. They were, they definitely exist, probably. This felt, this felt like there was a, in the script, there's like, and I stayed because 
open brackets, reasons, close brackets, yellow highlighted. Like, yeah, like fill, fill these in later. <laughs> and, you know... We all had reasons to stay, and now we're here. And then, uh, I can't remember his last name, but Michael, the voice of Matt, is just reading these lines and says, because of reasons. Okay, that's the line. All right, because of reasons. And they're just sort of like, it's obviously got a note saying, uh, TBA. <laughs> this is the Japanese. Yeah. It's so stupid. Mm-hmm. So then they do a really, really, really long double, uh, double super evolution. Yeah, it's it's kind of like long in both versions, which is is strange. And we see that Lord Nightmon is doubting Lucimon, like she's pausing. Well, he is pausing and saying, "I is it really right to to trust Lucimon? Are we really doing the right thing? Are we doing? Are we really on the side of justice? Are we really on the good side?" And I thought I thought he was more like, "Are we really gonna get the thing we want?" Like I don't think we can trust yeah, him. Yeah, it was that too. But it was also like, "Are we really on the right side?" Because he's because you say justice is one thing, and then the next thing he cuts to is like imagination of him holding the planet in his hands, and then Dinosaur being huge and a big daddy behind him. <laughs> in the dub, it's it's kind of weird what they've done because she just says, "I believe in Lucimon," and like that's kind of like the opposite. Like it does it's, it doesn't even sound to be like fair. It is meaningless. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. But I feel like she's not even saying it in the way that she's like trying to convince herself that she believes in him. It feels like she's actually saying, "Oh, I believe in Lucimon." I mean, there's nothing... I know it's a change, but there's so nothing there, it doesn't mm. matter. Well, it doesn't... In the end, yeah, as you said, it doesn't even matter. So Koji and Takuya beat them. Like, it's kind of embarrassing. Oh, uh, in relation to that, uh, Dinosmon can hear Lord Nightmon hesitate and see her hesitate, well, him hesitate, oh my God. and is saying how, oh, you're weaker because you were doubting our Lord and our, uh, you know, Lord Lucimon. In the dub, he doesn't mention her doubting Lucimon. Because he's not. He just mentions something about how ignoring history will force you to repeat it. And I think he's talking about how the spirits were fighting against the knights and losing a lot. But, but it, it's, it almost uh, seems that they're also talking about, like, the spirits fighting Lucimon. But even though they won that, I'm not sure what he's talking about. So, Lord Nightmon is killed by a super hug. Mm-hmm. Uh, in which um, Garumon goes and grabs him and shoots shoulder cannons at him. Mm-hmm. And then Dinosmon uses Wyvern Breath. And I'm like, you can't use that on the moon. It won't do anything. Yeah, I, I wrote the same thing. <laughs> They're already there. But then he did something that he should have done many episodes ago and just m- attack him mid-attack. This, like, when he's doing this attack, it takes, what, a couple of seconds to charge up? Like, he's just standing there yeah. opening his mouth for a while. No one has ever thought to attack him. I have it written here that Dinosmon dies before he can learn the truth. I don't remember why I wrote that. I think you might have been half asleep. Uh, it's possible. Yeah. So basically, they you know they beat the Royal Knights, their data is out, and then Lucimon shows up and he's like, haha, now I will eat the Royal Knights, and he takes their data. Which is something that I had been predicting for several episodes would happen. Mm. And it did end up happening. But he didn't betray them. No, they were already dead. The only implication you could say he betrayed them is that he expected them to die here. Mm. And then he ate their data after the fact. But there's no way he could have known because they've been successful every other time. Oh my god, the show is bad. Also, something I noticed about that was kind of weird to me in this scene is that I feel in the original, there was a bit of hesitation when the kids were just standing there talking to the Royal Knights and not absorbing their data. And I feel like this was cut in the dub because they needed extra time for the extra flashbacks they put in. And also, it, they're like, it makes no sense that they're just standing there and then they're waiting for Lucimon to show up and kill the knights. Yeah, it's like, you know, he's meant to come on stage, but he's still in makeup or something and they're just standing there waiting for him to come, come on. on. And like, you know, the, the stage hands are all saying, 
saying, hey, and Lucimon, you're, you're, you're needed on stage. You, you're needed down here. And he's sort of like, just a moment, I'm about to evolve. So he throws this big super nuke galaxy attack. Yeah. Which clearly hits the kids because who was standing really close by. Yeah, the kids should have died. But a then lot of it times. is immediately implied it only hit the Royal Knights because they're the only ones who are harmed by yep. it. Which is weird because if it's such a disgustingly powerful nuke attack, wouldn't he hit the people who aren't dead? Yes. This is a problem we've been having in Players Unknown's Battleground lately, where pe- where there will be pe- some people who are down on a team but not dead yet, but not in the fight, and there are their friends who are up, and then some people on our team will shoot the people who are down, mm-hmm. so the friends who are up can kill them. But I want I, I, I want the kill, so it's fine. Yeah, I so want the coinage. Lucifer absorbs the fall of the Royal Knights and becomes fall down mode, which. To be fair, you had warned me about. Yeah. Not recently. No, many, many times ago. So so long ago I had forgotten about it, and I have no idea what the context was for you telling me about it, but I know you had told me about fall down mode, and I did remember the sort of light dark angel wing, devil wing thing. For whatever reason, whatever I saw it before was obviously a much better version, because I have freaked out in my notes here that he looks the, this is the stupidest design of any yeah, Digimon. Yeah, he's, he's too Bishonen. He's too attractive. Yeah, I mean, he's Bishy. Mm. But also, he looks kind of like a weirdly budget cosplayer. Um, No, I think it looks... If, if you saw a cosplayer like this, you'd be like, wow. No, but it would be like... It would be like... Ex- it would cost money for the wings and stuff. and But also, you'd think it would be like weird and inflated and not actually look any good. Mm. It just... I've got to re- he looks like he'd be passed out in the bathroom at an anime convention. I don't know what I was saying, yeah, but no. it's also true. Mm. It's, hard, it's hard to pay attention to anything he's saying because his outfit is too loud. Basically. Well, in the dub, he's called Chaos Mode, which, I mean, I get what they were going for. He is, you know, Lucifer, who fell down, you know, fell down from the heavens. Yeah. He's like, he's descended. He's, this is the ev- he's evil now. There and are better I, ways of saying but, it. Because like it's it's English to, it's Japanese to English and it's like fall down mode. He fell down. But why is it a mode? He's at least with like Imperial Dramon, he was kind of like a robot. People who fell down this season: Dinosmon when he was burned, Koichi down the stairs. <laughs> oh, I forgot. It's a theme of Frontier. Lucimon fell down. down. Yeah, Lucimon fell down. Everyone fall down. Um, Bokemon, got- Bokemon fell down when his burnt his book was burnt on fire. He's got his stupid edge lord wings. God. Um, and then, uh, so he starts fighting Greymon and Gurumon. No, but before that, he's saying, oh, I, I, no, I care because I really, I kind of do like his character in the original. Okay. Because he's saying, I love everything in this world. And his voice and the way he's speaking is very peaceful. And I think that's kind of scary in a way. Like he's, he's not like manic. Like I mentioned about Biomon and Atmon. He's not manic and scary in that way. He's calm and he's saying, I will give you what you want. I, I'm everything is precious to me. I, I love everything. And he's trying to be this like nice godlike character, and it is quite spooky because what he's doing isn't nice, but he is saying this thing in a, such a calming way. It's like it's like if someone was stabbing someone, and in a calming way, was saying it's going to be okay. I know, it's but go- it's, it's, it's it's scary, and I like it. And it's just so badly written, though. And it happens in the next episode, but I'll just say it now. Later on, he is in the original talking to. The Royal Knights saying, see, you will get to go to the world. We'll get to go to the world together. The three of us, we can do this. So you picked, you're, you're picking up a different tone to the way I picked it up. I picked it up as like a, ha ha, see, I didn't lie to you. Like it was more of a, I tricked you. No, but like if you listen to his voice, he's saying in a very calm tone. Uh, no, and I, don't, 
in, in, the, in the dub, he's just being crazy and evil, and which I think is actually less scary because, like, yeah, he's being evil. Well done. He's being evil. But in the original, he's being scary because he's just like, yes, I love everything. Everything is so precious to me. It's, it is scary, and it's just terrifying. I guess. I don't know. And he says, I will give you happiness if you follow my law because my law is right. In the dub, he says that he's the only one with the wisdom to lead and he is a shepherd to help those who can't. I think the problem, in fact, distinctly the problem with this is that that is a really interesting villain, right? Mm. It is a very interesting villain who is essentially a benevolent dictator who intends for peace and intends for everyone to be okay. But the problem with this character is that he's already done the most evil thing in the w- that that could possibly be done mm. before he started talking, right? Yeah. He already ate the whole world. Mm. So now that he's only getting his character in now, mm. and also when he was in the childy mode, he was just a weird, cruel little baby. Yeah, and he acted like he and the kids even called him a brat, but and he was acting like a brat. But what I'm so what I'm saying is that once he's evolved to this thing, any impact I think that it would have had on me, I think that's why it was coloured to me in this way. Yeah. Any impact this would have is just out the window because he's already done all the evil stuff. Mm. The the strength of this character would be the believability mm. that if you actually followed that, those laws, he would follow through yeah. and he would be an absolutely benevolent dictator. The problem with that would be, and the kids would have a reasonable fight on this, mm. they don't want to have a dictator leading them. They don't want to submit to any of those, to, mm. to those laws. They, and that's how it is. So could you say that he's lawful evil? You could argue that now in fall-down mode under this interpretation. However, past dealings would suggest otherwise, would suggest neutral evil or chaotic evil. What they should have done, and I feel like they they shouldn't have done this sort of like Apoclemon last two episodes, he's the bad guy. What they should have done is they should have cut out a bit of the other episodes from previous arcs and given Lucimon a bit more time as an actual character to give him this sort of interesting aspect of he's very calm but he's very evil you know what would have been really good how many times did they tell us the backstory of this digital world with that civil war and all of the Lucimon stuff if they ever added to Lucimon's no, character no, at no. all how many times was it three was it four? Oh, I think it was like four was okay. it, it was more than three four times they told this story every time they told the story they said Lucimon was the creator of the world whatever and then he went mad Mm. And they and the warriors beat him. Then they go, why did he get? Why did he go mad? Well, no one knows. Wouldn't it have been so much more interesting for them to go? Uh, he saw the evil in the world and he tried to stop it, and then it just kept coming up. And he kept like the the story here, which is very interesting, is he saw murder, so he stopped murder. He saw theft, so he stopped theft. And it goes going down. He saw jaywalking. He stopped jaywalking. Mm. And at some point, there's like, a line is crossed, and all of a sudden. The world is no longer free, and that's when people need to step in. That's mm. an interesting story, mm. and you instantly understand: a, he's evil and must be stopped, mm. even though he's good intention. So, b, he's well intentioned. C, you can't allow him back. But like, you understand everything based on a simple story. But I do not think I simply do not believe that when they wrote that story, they knew why he was evil. I think they said he's evil because. 
he's evil. And and th- and that's that's the bad thing about it, but I still feel like him in the original version is scary enough that you can kind of look past that like he's just tone and overall behavior is quite scary. But I feel like if I you didn't think about feel it, it yeah. but I was totally colored by the child one he had just been who <clears throat> had been completely capricious and cruel. So nothing he said was believable. Yeah. So yeah, in the sense that it's a, a stabbing maniac just saying off-putting stuff. Sure, but that's not an interesting character. That's an interesting moment, mm. if that makes any sense. No, no, I, I There's get no you. depth to it at all, mm. like like Frontier. Yeah, which is sad. So he's also saying in the original how he's perfect, so nobody should bother arguing with him, but he will forgive them anyway because of how perfect he is. And then the hybrid spirit attack, but Lucimon just kind of shrugs it off, and then he punches and kicks them many, many times, and then does this really silly kick where he basically just goes straight up in the air with one leg and <laughs> bends over. It's just a really funny moment. Yeah, that's pretty awful. And then he does a bunch of wrestling moves. He, he does more or less a tombstone pile driver to, mm. I think it's Koji first? Yeah, and then he, he yeah he keeps on tombstoning all of them. He tombstones both. So here's the thing, right? Why not kill the kids who aren't in the Digimon forms who could you could easily just step on? So there is that. But the pile driver is a move that is so legitimately dangerous it has actually broken people's necks. Yes. So it is understandable why that would hurt. Now, you're in a situation where you've just tombstoned Takuya. Mm-hmm. He, you are holding him in your hand and then Garumon shows up. You have two options here, as far as I see it. You can use the child as as a hostage if you needed to. But since he doesn't, crush him by closing your hand. It is actually faster than dropping him. Yes, and I mean, Takuya does devolve and his data does show, but Magna Gurumon jumps in and saves him and then he gets tombstoned again. And so now they're both fallen down. And he doesn't kill either of them, he just decides to blow up the moon. If, sorry, he was in the middle of taking Takuya's data. Yeah. And Gurumon starts hitting with attacks, which we have already proved he was impervious to. Mm. And he chooses not to absorb it. He releases the data for some reason. But the thing is, if you absorb Takuya's data, even if you're just being kicked, you can just shrug off those kicks. We've seen that. Yes. We, you can shrug off Magna Gurumon's attacks. Absorb the data, become stronger. You'll probably actually weaken Koji because he's just seen his friend die. Yep. Just kill the kill the other kid, absorb his data, become stronger, even if it's just that little bit stronger. It'll be enough. And we've shown that if you absorb the data of a spirit or anything, it, you can actually use their attacks. I'm pretty sure I've seen that in the season. I think that was just the mirror dude. Oh, yeah, maybe. That was his ability. Yeah. Why couldn't that be a thing? Eh. Um, it's the same yeah, reason yeah, why right, she couldn't dude. use Grottamon's spirit when I'm she so had mad. no spirit. I'm so mad. And then he blows up the moon. Yep, and the kids are dead, right? Right? The kids are dead? The kids there is there is a 0% chance the kids survived this. The ki- the moon didn't just fall apart. It exploded, mm-hmm. which again is in space. And if if the the moon, which shouldn't have an atmosphere, but if it did have an atmosphere, once it explodes, the atmosphere would dissipate. Mm-hmm. There is no chance. None. None whatsoever. And we know that gravity no longer operates because the rocks are going in all directions, right? Mm-hmm. They're flying off into space. It is a big explosion. Of course everyone's dead. Definitely everyone's dead. We cut to the beginning of the next episode. All of the kids... Oh, no. Some of the kids just are, like, on a rock, and they're like, wow, that was interesting. They're on a space rock, yeah, and it's really convenient again. I'm surprised they're not on a trail, Mon. And they're just there? Yeah. And they're floating around in space. And, clearly, and they can breathe. 
But clearly it did a lot of damage because all the eggs are just flying in the air. Like all the babies died and we see all the, all lots of eggs. And it's quite a heartbreaking scene that the, all these babies that they just bonded with basically and held and cuddled, they're dead again. They just hatched. That's fine. They'll be back. Yeah, they'll be back. They yeah. actually established in English that Lucimon absorbed them all. Really? Oh, that's There's, there's one line. He's like, oh no, he absorbed all of the, all of the eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So... They're just on this moon thing. And you know what? Let's pretend in the digital world you don't need to you don't need to eat and you don't need to breathe. Mm. Okay, fine. Fine. The moon still exploded! <laughs> They're still dead! But there's actually some funny bits that happen in the dub. So of course it has to do with Nairmon. Where'd that come from? Is everybody okay? Uh-huh. Um, I guess so. I'm still standing. Yes, you are. On my head! And it's a funny moment. And then when the kids wonder where Takuya and Koji are. They notice the eggs. There's some added dialogue of Nemon asking if the flying eggs have seen them and then starts talking to them. Oh, eggies! Oh, eggies! So they say that Patamon and the other great angels protected Koji and Takuya from the moon explosion. Oh, no, but can, can, which, I, just, can I say no, what, I what just happened wanna, before that? Let me, let me finish. Okay. It's a really funny... It's a really interesting explanation for how these two kids didn't die. Mm. But f- begs the question once again why the other kids didn't die. If... If it was bad enough that these kids know they needed protection, mm. why aren't these ones dead? They have the special power of the script because they don't have any other protection, like the spirits. Go ahead. So in the dub, just this before, the just before, yeah, it is. I'm sorry. When before Takuya and Koji show up, JP says that none of the eggs are big enough for Takuya and Koji. And what I noticed in both versions is that nobody seems particularly worried or upset that Takuya and Koji are dead. Because there's no... It like, never crosses their mind they would actually be dead. Like, the dub comes closer when Junpei says, hey, maybe they're in the eggs. Nah, they're too big to fit in those eggs. Which is kind of like a stupid line, but at least it addresses the fact that the kids say, hey, they might be dead. Wouldn't... If they went into an egg, wouldn't they come out as a baby? They'd be... They'd, that's the right size. They'd be Flamon, or younger than Flamon, which doesn't no, exist. No, they'd be a human baby. Oh, okay. I, I guess that would make sense. There'd be two... Uh, there'd be other eggs of all the spirits. Mm. In fact, if they died, wouldn't all the spirits be made into eggs? Like, the other kids wouldn't get them back. Well, I don't think the spirits can be eggs, because they're not Digimon, the spirits. Hey, when the Kuchu and Koji's spirits came out, wouldn't all of the spirits be there? Lined up. We didn't see their spirits come out. We just saw that. We just saw da- when their data. data comes out. No, the spirits we, come out. Oh, not anymore. Apparently, we only see. I, yeah, he devolves to Takuya, and then we just see his data. And we've established that if you see a kid's data, you don't see the spirit. You do. No, Zoe's. You stole the. He stole no, the spirits no, that she way. No, she was fairymon. She was a silhouette of fairymon at that point. But if, if you're in the form of that, what? Because otherwise, they're in your digivice, and apparently, you can't steal them from your digivice. That's so stupid. Yeah, I know. It doesn't it, unless you do the holding up things like oh, ice into flame, which what? is a weird phrase in itself. So yeah, Patamon, Plotmon, and Lotmon are carrying Koji because Plotmon's there, and you know what we say about the plot? It's there, and it's like a thing of light, and it's kind of cool. It's like okay, they're at least explaining how these guys survived. But they don't explain how the other ones survived, so it's less mm. cool. Mm. Um, Lucimon's at the center of the world, and there's a blob. He's, he's just like, oh, you impure soul, which yeah. apparently was the core of the digital world the whole time. And I'm like, is that a Pokemon? Is he talking to a Pokemon right now? Now it's Diaboramon. <laughs> oh my God. I don't remember why I've written if only Lucimon had killed the kids, but like... You have a point. You think that... You know what? To be completely fair to this, to him as a character in Kayfabe, if he blows up the moon, they should be dead. He should, yep. he should well and truly expect them to be dead. And there's no circumstance where they should, where they wouldn't be. So the kids are working out a plan and Koichi mentions his mother and Koji says that she's his mother now and uh, too. And 
his only real mum, which makes me feel really weird because we just had this story before we know Koichi about how Koji has a stepmom and he wants to go back to the real world and call her mum because she's his mum now and, you know, he wants to acknowledge her as his mother. And now we have this moment where it's just like we're forgetting that completely. However, the, English the, is different. the dub yeah. fixes this. In the dub, he says... Well, I actually already promised to call my stepmom mum. But because of the face he was making in the subtitle, so in the Japanese, he still has to look sad. Yeah, it's, it's like, well, I already pr- promised to call my stepmom mum, but like, I'd like to hear about our mother. So it's saying, I still have the other mum, but the original is just like, I only have one mother. He does not even mention the stepmother, which makes like his actual sort of interesting backstory just seem less like his cute little moment of, well, when I get home, I want to call my stepmom mum because my other mum's dead. It's because I swear they didn't plan this. They did. When they did that story, they did not know this bit would happen. Mm, they maybe. didn't know this conversation was coming. In fact, I don't think they knew what Koichi's endgame was with his story. And you know that because Koichi's story was irrelevant. And the thing is, I don't, I'm pretty sure you don't actually see Koichi in the first episode. I feel like that would have been really cool if you saw Koichi and Flamon in the first episode. Okay, Flamon would have been a weird... Like, just if, you, just if you saw the top of it, like, if you saw maybe, like, just this bit of redness, just above, like, on, just near the train. If you saw, like, a weird leg, yeah. Or a shadow or something that's easily missable, but if you rewatch it, it's there. It's not there, because I I was making, I was looking out, and, like, that's not there. Koichi, not even there. If he was there on the train, it would mean nothing. He's just, he's just another, ki- another kid on the train. But it not would have relevant. said, we thought this through. We knew what was coming. Mm. And that's what a clever show would do. A clever show would put something that's really minor in that if you're paying... And because of the way the show is structured, even if you were paying attention, it would be meaningless. Mm. And then you you could pass stuff off as animation errors even. And then when it comes relevant, you go, oh my God, I, if... You know, I could have looked. I could have seen it. That's what. That's what like smart time travel things do. Mm. That's the plot of Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> yeah, and I just think that would be really interesting if that was there in episode one, but it's it's not. So Koichi mentions how hard his mum works, and Koji notices that something's wrong. Then the other kids are wondering how to defeat Lusamon, and Bakumon says that something was used before, but he doesn't know the details. And Plotmon says that light and darkness must become one for them to win. And Junpei says, well, it's clearly Koichi and Koji. And everyone's like, yep, makes sense. And Bokemon says that they're, they're probably just talking about what Lord Nightmon said to Koichi. And Nemon just said, you promised not to tell him. You promised not to tell. Like, Ko- Ko- Koichi told you to, to not tell anyone and you just told them. And Bokemon's like, oh, yeah, you did. I'm right. In the dub. Yeah, you did. I'm right. Yeah. Yeah, I did. You're right. Yeah, and in the dub, Bokemon says, no, I didn't. I didn't say anything. <laughs> to be fair, it's a weirdly suspicious thing to have happened. Mm. The the kid is spoken to by the bad guy, and you overhear it, and the and the kid goes, "Please don't tell anyone that the bad guy spoke to me." That's suspicious. Well, no, well, because Bokemon's looking at Koichi in the library, and Bokemon asks, "Hey, Koichi, are you worried about what Lord Nightmon told you?" And Koichi says, "Don't tell anyone." So he didn't just say it out of nowhere. I know, but it's still so. Still I, I, I actually have to remind you about this because I read in your notes that you said he it, didn't. He didn't promise Lord Nightmon anything. And then in the dub it says, and now it says that he promised Koichi something. This never happened. I'm like, yes, it did. Okay, did you watch I, the library episode? I had forgotten about him having that conversation. Mm. But I swear, the way they say it in the Japanese, the way I misread it mm. was initially was that like 
Lord Nightmon had spoken to Pokemon yeah. and they'd had a conversation. And that conversation had been like, hey, here's some stuff that now don't tell your friends about it. Like, this is one of the things that is actual, actually really consistent in Frontier is this conversation he had with Lord Nightmon because it's actually that? relevant. But you didn't even pick up on the one of the consistent things in this season. So that, that consistent thing from eight episodes ago? Yeah. Well, it's you know, so that's consistent. the long game with this season. The thing is that that is one of the things that goes throughout the seasons besides, I guess, the Bergamon saying, oh, yeah, we saw Bergamon. Oh, they were actually from the moon. Yay. God, this show is pathetic, isn't it? Yeah, it, pick and, it picks and chooses with the consistencies. So Takuya and the others demand to know what Bokemon tells was talking to about and Lusamon is we then see is doing stuff with the blob in the dub he says this is the road to the new world and I guess he's going to go to the real world you know what would be more convenient what if instead of a road they had like train tracks there or something oh my god I'm sorry those already exist yeah well we have seen the train tracks don't get absorbed when the data does so presumably that station is still there yeah potentially the one that yeah we saw it in the the flame area being absorbed the flame terminal being absorbed the track was still there to the human world so it leaves the stations as well and we've seen that people can just walk there effectively unless the trail mod are the only ones who can transfer through do you think the great silent irony of frontier is that lucimon's final goal was clearly to get to open like rip a hole to the human world but there always was one and he just didn't know about it Mm, mm. and he never bothered to ask yeah. Neither do the Royal Knights. Yeah, good point. No one asks how to get there. No one just takes a trail on. They just, just get it to buy a ticket. Yeah, it's not that expensive. They can probably afford it. So does that mean that Lucimon's just cheap? Yes. He's basically working out how to fair evade. <laughs> this, this show is much funnier in the context of like... Fair evasion. He didn't talk. No, he forgot. Fair evading Lucimon who goes to the extent of eating the whole world. Like, like the kids show up and he's just like, oh, no, no, no. I just hadn't topped up yet. I'm about to do it on my phone. It just hasn't gone through yet. I'm topping up my Mikey right now. I promise you I have a concession card. No, no, don't look at the, don't look at my driver's license with my fall down mode picture on it. I'm definitely a child with a concession card. Can, can you just take my word for it? Can you, can you do that? Um, I, I totally... Like, look, it's it's. I'm a baby now. I'm I'm this little child. I have a I have a voice of a ten year old boy from no, adventure. And there's like the Arnold Schwarzenegger judge mod or whatever, and he's like, "Look, I can give you a seventy five dollar on the spot fine, or otherwise it'll be three hundred dollars charged. Do you want to pay it now?" And he pulls out like an F boss machine. He's like, "You can pay now. It's cheaper." It really happens. They actually carry yeah, them around. Yeah, yeah, and they say it's cheaper. I've never been called for fair evading because I don't fair evade because I'm not stupid. But I have seen people do it. And they say, yeah, I'll, it's actually cheaper if you pay right now. I have this FPOS machine attached to my belt. They got me for not touching on by accident. And I was like, look, guys, I have my thing right here. I can go touch on for you right now to show you. And they're like, nah, man, yeah, we, found, we but, caught but you. But that's the thing. Like, a lot of people use that as an excuse, even if you do it legitimately. Oh, wait, no, I just remembered a time where I accidentally fair evaded and got away with it because I got on the train and then yeah. got off the train and I went to touch off to get through the gates and it wouldn't let me through. And I so I went to the, the, the side bit where they have the opening bit and I said... Um, I, I touched on, but they're not letting me go through. And they're like, oh yeah, go through. Yeah. And I was like, and then after I walked away, I was like, it went from like, I 100% touched on. It's like, I don't think I, maybe, maybe, maybe. So I think I might've fair evaded once, but I didn't mean to. I do all the time on trams. I know, but like at some point, like trams are like f- sort of free around the city now. Yes, yeah, if you're in the city. Yeah, but only around I, the city. Not where I am. Pfft. 
No, I've never, I've never fair evaded. Like legitimately, oh, I've never. So cute. I fair evaded once, maybe, possibly by mistake, and that was that time. I have been inadvert. Even when I'm paying for it, actually, lately, I've been kind of fair evading because I still have a concession card. Whoops. So no, I still have a concession Mikey, but my concession card has expired, and I can't get another one. Yeah, but you will be caught because I, I did know someone who was caught and said, "I need to I've go get this. a new one." <laughs> Are you still even concession? No. Oh, you mean new Mikey? You mean your new Mikey, right? I need a new one so yeah. that I'm not a concession anymore. That's gonna suck. It's sad that our conversation is actually on topic technically. Yeah, we're talking about trains. Don't you love trains? Everyone who loves trains. I can't believe. Oh my god, it's the worst show ever. But yeah, to translate, Mikey is our oyster or our opal card, like our. It's it's, it's a public transport. Basically, card. we got it later than every other city in the world. And it's also much worse. It's okay now. It is functional now. Like in the first year, the system was constantly down. But the thing is, you could also have the the paper card, which other places in the world still allow you to have the paper card. Yeah. It's just that we decided, hey, let's just get rid of the paper card. The thing that annoys me, like, oh my God, I remember it being really, really responsive in Japan. That was the best thing ever. Is what's important... It's because it's so fast. It's Oh, yeah, the uh, the Suica card. Yeah, what's important about a system of a swipe card is that the moment you put it near the scanner, it should be like, beep, beep, let's go. Yeah. And it'd be even better if you didn't have to take it out. It would just detect well, it. Well, we've only had you. it a couple of years. Everywhere else in the, ro- the world has had it for over a decade. You know that that's... I don't remember what the exact word for it is, but the way a globalized... Uh, economy works is that when one place has a far advanced piece of technology you don't need to start from the ground up again somewhere else Mm. we could have just looked at other systems and said i want to do that yeah because i remember using an oyster card probably about 10 years before mikey was a thing here and the biggest the problem with Mikey was that you had to stand there when the, when the old scanners, the new See, scanners I ne- were all right. I, ne- I didn't use Mikey until I'd say when I started going to university, so 2012, so the, five years ago. The new scanners take about uh, a second, which is fine. You go put it on there, beep. Okay, it's, great, it's, we're going. Dude, it's as fast as pay pass. No, but it used to be rub it on the scanner. Come on, mm. come on. There we go. And there's a whole line of people who have to do yeah. that. No, in Japan, it's just like. It's it's like you know it's sort of on your bag and it's goes beep beep. Yeah, it's it's more um it's more like putting the thing through the checkout beep beep beep. Yeah, and it's you like can get it, tons of people yeah, through. Yeah, you hover it and it's because everyone's like everyone wants to be on time in Japan. It's very fast. They had to do that in in Australia. Like people use public transport as like oh yeah the train was late. That's an acceptable way to be late to anything. It is. I think we need to advance like, to a bit where we have like RFID things where you don't actually need to take anything out. There's just a scanner sort of at the front of the well, turnstile and you just walk and yeah. it catch it. Well, the thing is people do get implants, like body modifications of their information about their Mikey card. I don't want to have to touch a thing. I just want to walk through. Yeah. This well, it th- should be like, you know, the smart keys that you have on cars. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Which is awesome because it just detects when you're nearby. How do we get from this to front? I guess, oh yeah, fair Trains. Evade. Yeah, I'm so mad. Lucimon doesn't want to fair evade. Lucimon doesn't want to fair evade. He doesn't want to be like me, chaotic evil. So Koji asks Koichi what's hurting him, and he says that he just has to tell him like because it's hurting both of them. In the dub, he says, I just know because we're brothers. Okay, so yeah. In the Japanese, it's he seems to be like empathetic. Like I you you seem to be hurting. I, I feel your pain because mm. I see it on your face and I understand mm. you. In the other one, it's like, we're twins. I feel I literally feel the things you feel. Mm. Do you know that we're magic? Yeah, I think it's like that. Well, we've seen that Koji actually has telepathy because he was able to communicate to Takuya. Remember? It really is. It's 
Just unbelievable. So the kids say they want to go to the dark area. Koichi says for Koji to promise him that he's going to see his mother when they get home. And Koji wonders why he made him promise that. In the dub... He says it in such a dick way as well. Yeah. He's like, can you see my mom? I know yeah. we had this whole conversation, but my mom. Yeah. See, but see my mom. In the dub... Koji seems slightly more clueless and says, did he think I would avoid her? <laughs> that's actually the best line. <laughs> and like, well, that's awkward. But in the original, he's just like questioning, saying, that's a really weird thing to make me promise. Like, it should be immediately evident that Koichi does not expect to make it out. Yeah, it's very obvious what he's saying. And Koji's kind of picking up on that. And the dub is like, well, I wasn't just going to avoid them both. However, given the way the fight goes... There's no way he could have known. Mm. Like, you would think that the reason he would say that is because... Well, he, think, th- he thinks he's dead. I think it implies that he was. Yeah. But it's never going to confirm it, is it? I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe so, I do. Maybe I don't. So, it is... Oh, my God. It's the dumbest thing ever if he's actually dead and he's a ghost this whole time. And it's completely nonsense and it hurts my brain. But mm. assuming he thought that was what was going on... The fact that the conclusion to his story is, as we will find out very soon, him being hit with an attack and dying, mm-hmm. this speech is really dumb because it sets him up for a character moment that will never happen. Because the character moment this is setting up is the, we did it, we won, let's all go home. Mm. I can't go with you. I'm only a digital entity, I cannot go. My body isn't really around in the digital world, it's dead. And that's an emotional moment you could have. Instead of that, hmm. this is them cleaning up Koichi because they never planned him and there's no way they can weave him into the ending they imagined. Which I'm pretty sure is what you've been saying from the start when you first saw Koichi. Like, well, he's going to die. This this is hilarious. Like, well, he is Leomon, remember? This is... What? The face you're making is wonderful. <laughs> it does not pick up on radio. <laughs> you've said it before and I laughed then, but now, now he's actually dead. This is really funny. Yeah, the- Leomon always dies. We had the conversation. Do you think he'll die now as a character? Oh, I don't know. Maybe not. Now he always, always dies. Dude, he's Leomon. <laughs> Welcome to Digimon. It it's not even a joke at this point. I'm like, oh, we're Digimon. oh, it is. Oh. So wait, when you saw Leomon in Adventure after he had died before, you're like, oh, Leomon. Oh no. Well. And I guess this isn't too much of a spoiler, but if you haven't seen Chapter 3, skip 15 seconds. So now the reboot has happened. How are they going to kill Liam on this time? Hey! Because he's alive again. All right, so spoiler time over. Let's go back to Frontier now, please. So the rock that the three angels are carrying with the kids is heavy. Okay. And Izumi says, hey, Junpei, go on a diet. This is I'll, clearly I'm why gonna, the rock is heavy. I'm going to let you go into that. But I already said this before. There is no gravity operating. We've mm-hmm. established that. So mm-hmm. they're in space now. Mm-hmm. The way space travel works with, like, say, a rocket is the rocket will push you a little bit and then it'll stop. Because if there's nothing, if there's no if there's no gravity, no particles in the air, nothing, because there's no air, it's a vacuum. Okay. There's no friction. Right. So once they've got movement, it doesn't require any more force. Right. So what are, what's Petamon okay. doing? Let, let me argue something, all right? Okay. You may try. So I, 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 will, I will Digimon Adventure try. So... <laughs> It's the digital world. Maybe physics works differently. Alternatively, in Tamers, we have seen that some things in the digital world exist because you think they are. Like when you go into the water, you're like, this is water. I'm drowning. All you have to do is not think it's water and you'll be able to breathe in it. But that's because of the way things work naturally and you Mm. have to think of the opposite. This is already the opposite, which implies they're thinking that it shouldn't work like in space. And we know that space works the way we think it does approximately because the kids floated around in that spaceship when Mm. there was no gravity. Mm. We know that zero-g works the way it does here. maybe the kids 
thought that. And because the babies are babies and the kids mentioned the rock being heavy, they thought, hmm, this rock is heavy. And that's why they thought it, because they're babies and they don't know. But they were already floating at this speed before Patamon showed up. Also, other question, is there a limit to their big like prism of plot convenience? Speaking of prism of plot convenience... Why do they do that now? If these little babies are so powerful, they can stop these kids from being harmed by the moon exploding? Mm-hmm. How come they can't push a space rock when there's no resistance? Also, further question, when they were looking for Takuya and Koji, I don't actually remember... Any character saying, where's Plotmon and Sal- uh, Patamon and oh, they didn't Plotmon? Care. And why didn't Bokemon say, where's my baby? My 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 son daughter? Where's my son daughter? No one actually cared because I guess they wanted to have the suspense of Takura and Koji being dead. But if you questioned where are the other Digimon, you might say, oh, maybe something's up. I don't know. So anyway, a big space fireball for no, 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 goes no, past uh, them. No, no, I just want to say how in the dub, when instead of Izumi saying, Junpei, lose some weight... Izumi said, well, Zoe says, hey, Junpei, JP, why don't you help? Get out and help. Get out and push the rock. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Oh, man. Can't, can't, never want to stop and get directions. Nope. So Big Rock flies past, almost hit them. Namon's pants are on fire. The kids help put it out. So how did it hit just Namon? Um, maybe it's because everyone else was smart enough to dodge the flaming rock. But Namon was kind of standing there going, oh, pretty. Uh-huh. That's legitimately the only thing I can come up with. And honestly, it's not a bad theory. I think it is. <laughs> so some data's going to the sky. And this part reminds me of a Digimon adventure when the digital world was in the real world sky and vice versa. And also, I guess, in Tamers when that happened. But now we can see Shibuya in the sky. And then we see from the view of Shibuya that clouds are appearing and all the phones and screens are showing Lucemon. You mean they're showing the Digimon OC, please don't steal? Basically. Uh, Bokemon then says that Digimon can't go to the human world and says that nothing in his book about it except for blank pages. Then the plot oh, okay. convenience fireball comes okay, past. Okay, okay, no, no, no. So, okay. Okay, we've, we've had this conversation a lot. We've talked about it briefly before the show. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about it right now. Bokemon did not write this book. Mm. We know that now. Yeah, when he was talking about the dark area. Even though we always thought he sort of, that he must have. Yeah, but then when we went to the dark area and he was saying there's nothing in this book about it and he finds the page and it's just darkness. Have you noticed that everything relevant has been a, there's nothing in this book about it? Yes. But it's not even there's nothing in this book. It's there are pages in the book that are meant to be dedicated to it, but there's nothing there. Mm. If this is Pokemon's book, it doesn't matter if he wrote it. If this is his book, why is it that there are tons of blank pages and he's only just finding this out now? Uh, because it's very plot convenient and the script is the book, basically. In fact, it's so plot convenient in the English, they had to reword it. Mm-hmm. In the English, it's... The book is now totally blank. Something has happened. Mm-hmm. Like, as if to imply, not only... As these pages blank, the entire thing is blank. Yeah, and the problem is, like, he flips through a sizable chunk of pages, and I'm pretty sure he's flipped through lots of pages before, and then magically there's less page, there's more pages than there was before, and it's like when we first learned about Beast Spirits, where he says, "There's nothing in this book." Folds out a page, except for this. And now for the some somehow maybe maybe the worst writing in all of Digimon. Mm-hmm. Because because if you wrote on the script, mm-hmm. Lucemon attacks, the kids are blown away, mm-hmm. and they land on a Trailmon. Okay, point A to point B, you kind of get it. Mm-hmm. If you write, the moon explodes and the kids float on a space rocks, point A to point B, you get it. Mm-hmm. In this case, it is, suddenly the book is blank, 
oh my god, these are blank pages, a random fireball, which was teased by the other fireball, but this one's very small and passes an inch away from the pages. And doesn't hurt anyone. I mean, it it knocks him over, but that makes sense. And doesn't set the book on fire, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. And then, and then that was enough heat exposure to reveal all of the quote-unquote invisible ink, which, by the way, no invisible ink works in a manner that is invisible and then when heat goes by, it turns black. That doesn't happen. Well, it doesn't turn black, but there is, there's the... I think it's when it's... If you put lemon on a page, you can make it appear more by putting heat near it. No, that is ultraviolet light. It makes it show up. It is always invisible to the naked eye. I'm pretty sure I've done it by putting putting it near a flame before, but I can't remember. Or well, maybe if you maybe if you completely singe the pages at the points where that has gone in, it'll look different. Maybe. But this was the ink just appeared now. Well, it's magical digital exist. world ink, okay? And so this book was written in invisible ink, and the mo- in and so the most important passage that dealt with what would happen if a Digimon went to the real world that is only relevant right now essentially in a prophecy sort of way Mm -hmm. but it's only relevant right now was written in invisible ink that only showed up because a random space fireball went by Mm -hmm. yep couldn't he have just opened the book and said i never understood this passage until now it would have been much funnier if nemon just said why didn't you tell us this before or alternatively and i mean Digimon Frontier's made up things on the spot before, so why not do it now? Say that it's in some ancient language, and then Lotmon or something, like it's a special beast language, and Lotmon comes up and says, I can read this, and starts reading something that's in a different language that Bokmon does not speak. That would have been perfectly fine. The series of events that takes place here is so bananas. Or, Patamon hasn't seen the book before, maybe it's in the language that only the ancient, important, the angels angels can speak, or any of the ancient Digimon, and because they've got this knowledge, this prior knowledge that they've shown to have, and, you know, these special powers, all of a sudden they're able to, or... You know, the three babies touch the book and magic angel power happens or something. And I feel like that wouldn't be too out of nowhere. It wouldn't be too plot convenient if there was some language or something. I'm trying to think of what could possibly be comparable to this. Because I have I have things that are equally absurd, mm. which is like they're in the fight against Lucimon at the end or whatever. And JP just goes, pulls out, pulls out a pistol from his pocket and goes, oh yeah, I forgot my anti-angel laser and he shoots the guy and it's it's that absurd Mm. but that's still like one thing happens Mm. i'm trying to like connect dots of like they look at their digivice and the spirits are gone oh god what happened to the spirit in fact the the screen is black i can't figure it out oh we dropped it into the jelly that this other digimon had made and was only relevant to this episode and just happened to be under me oh and that released yeah no that released the beast spirit that was locked into my digivice the whole time not or you know, or activated dual beast, sorry, uh, dual spirit evolution, or did something totally necessary based on completely wacky circumstances. Oh my god, this show is so bad. I mean, it has problems here and there. So Bokemon then is reading the book and says, "Oh, apparently Digimon can't go to the human world, but if it does, it will create a distortion." In the dub, he says they will create chaos and eventually will destroy the world. So what I'm saying here is that. Clearly, the true bad guy is Flamon as the first Digimon to go to the human world. I'm pretty sure that was a dream sequence. Mm, I'm pretty sure it happened. However, if it did happen, 
Mm-hmm. You're right. Based on this passage, the world should be destroyed already. Yeah, or it's Flamon's fault for weakening the barrier or something. <laughs> I wish. We didn't plan anything. I wish Takuya said this at some like. That would have fixed it, if even in the dub, because the dub sometimes does fix lines. If Takuya said, oh, was that me? They didn't plan anything at all. I didn't even catch that. There's already been a Digimon there. Mm-hmm. Oh, it hurts so much. And also we've, didn't we, ast- it, the bottom of the elevator, is that in the real world or the digital world? I think it's, well, the bottom of Shibuya station is in the real world, but it has the portal to the digital world which is the trailmon but the trailmon are digimon yes in the real world oh my god yeah also that i guess Shib- the bottom of shibuya is okay i think that's sort of like the middle ground between the human world and the digital world because it's like the bottom of shibuya station so it's sort of the digital world maybe the elevator is actually the portal to the why digital world why would they pull this out now why would they say if a digimon comes to the world be destroyed if they've already done it the worst thing I have ever had to watch. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I didn't even think about the trail one. I just assumed that was sort of like this weird sort of almost purgatory between the real world and the digital world. Yeah. They didn't plan anything. Nope. I also want to point out that when the fire lights up the pages in the dub, Bokemon says, it's like someone's trying to contact us. Who? Where? Where is this coming from, Bokemon? No one is trying to contact you. We know that no one's trying to contact you. Because they're all dead. Yeah, everyone's dead. You were the you were the only Digimon left alive, pretty much, buddy. Well done. Well done surviving. Bokemon then says they should all spirit evolve to their spirits because they sealed Lucifer before and no one has ever thought of this before. So the four other characters become humans and, as in human spirits, and then the others double spirit evolve, which we haven't actually seen for quite a while. Also, by the way, it's very convenient that the the, the legends never say how the, the legendary warriors did it. Yeah. They just say they did it. Yeah, they did it. It was, it was easy, apparently. They just all showed up. Lucimon, and this is what I mentioned in our discussion for the last episode, is that he's t- he was still talking to the Royal Knights and he's saying, oh, your dream will come true. In the dub, he's not talking about or even to the Royal Knights. He's having this really evil monologue and he's calling everyone insects because that's what you do if you're evil. And he says, I want to turn everything to oblivion. <laughs> and it's kind of weird because in the original, as I mentioned, he has this, like, this almost spooky tone of he's, he's talking like he's doing a really good thing, like he's doing a benevolent thing, but he's doing evil things, which makes him scary. And in the dub, he's just saying, everyone's insects. I will turn the whole world to oblivion and create my new world. It's almost like a, a comparison between the light and the darkness, the English and the Japanese. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, they, the kids show up and they've brought Bokemon and Namon and everyone with them. They didn't stay outside. They brought them into the place with the dangerous overlord mm. who they're completely defenseless against. Also the babies. And I'd like to point out that they actually survive all of this. No, they, they, don't, they don't get swept up into the attack at all because they would die if they did. Yeah, for sure. I don't know why they're not swept into the attack. The the kids are. And, like, um, Lucimon never seems to notice them or recognize them in any way. Mm. They, they're not even mentioned. In fact, I don't think the camera focuses on them at all after this moment where they show um, up. They do focus on when Susanamon happens. They focus on their reactions. Yeah, I guess. But like, well, there, there is a part here where Lucimon is fighting the kids and beats them pretty easily because they're all adult levels. It, well, my my opinion is they're out of adult levels. And in the dub, Namon think- says that they're losing, and Pokemon says, "For the first time in your life, you're right." 
To like, let's be real. Why did they think that a bunch of adults and perfect would ever would ever manage well, against to this be fair, ultimate? When they had the ten human spirits, they were all stronger than the royal knights and able to drive them off. Yes, but a this is not the royal knights. This is Lucemon, mm. who has the data of the Royal Knights, i.e. the strength of them, plus mm. the entire world. Yeah, also that. And there aren't ten of them. Yes. There's six. Yeah, it, it would never work. And I feel like they would have more chance with being the two big because dumb spirits. I don't you know, may dumb. notice there are eight spirits being unused here. Mm-hmm. In fact, no, that's not true. There's more. So there's... The Kojin uh, Kyu are double spirits. Mm-hmm. Then everyone else is one. There are only six out of 20 spirits being used. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this will go great. Not six, eight. Six kids. Yeah, eight spirits. Eight out of 20. They're below half strength. Yep. Okay. Um, there is a bit... You know, yeah, the word the the wording was that uh the, the ten warriors aren't enough, which again, first of all, there aren't ten. Second, if Greymon the Greymon and Garumon couldn't beat the Royal Knights by themselves after like f- until like it was their sixth battle, they had no chance. The kids are so stupid. Um I thought it was quite funny that the uh it seems to imply that with the when light and darkness combine thing, for us, it was like, Oh yeah, no, Koji and Koichi, they're light and darkness, right? Mm-hmm. Lucimon's like, I make lights, I make darkness, and you're like, oh, it's when he does it, mm. probably. Mm. So there's a moment when Koichi jumps in front of Koji and tries to fight, and then with the wall stops, and when he holds the when Lucimon holds the power of light and dark, and this is kind of like I always do appreciate, and I mentioned it many episodes ago. It's it's with the won't when it just sort of stops. <laughs> and Lucimon's like, you can never defeat me, Lucimon. Famous for having been defeated by these mm. spirits before. And so Lucimon says that darkness and lights are two of the sides of the same coin and no one else can merge them except for him because he is all powerful and he can't be defeated because he's able to do this. Then Lucimon goes to do the thing again to hurt the kids so and actually, Koichi jumps in the way. So I want to establish, he when he does the combining light and dark thing, first of all, it turns into a weird puzzle sphere i think it actually kind of looks cool it's all right but it's a weird thing where it's like a timed explosion and it is implied that you're trapped within it at the time it's just such a strange attack but so he does it first when they're in their human slash beast forms and it knocks the kids out of their spirits into being just normal Mm. that is important okay because none of them are as powerful as duskmon or not Dasmon, whatever the leomon is yeah leomon yeah He, he is the most powerful of all of them and, by by and, the fight history. And they've never basically shown him in fights since Cherubimon. Okay, so so this knocks them out of that and they're just whatever. Then the next thing he does is he throws the light one down again and it does like a nuke animation mm. where it does that thing in anime where the kids start dissolving into pencil lines. Mm. And that means they're dead? Or it's meant to mean that? It's, it's meant to know that they're in a lot of pain right now. That, that yeah, that animation is annihilated. Mm. But then they're just shown standing there. And uh, Lucimon goes to throw the, the darkness orb. And um, Koichi runs yeah. in the way. And he lodges himself halfway between them. And for whatever reason, that freezes the ball there. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, objects that are made of light... Because if this was a solid object, that would imply the white one is a solid object, which would mean the kids who were in it were crushed to death. Yes. But it can't be. It must be... Uh, it must not have a physical, like, real form to it. Mm-hmm. But how is he holding this darkness with no physical real I think form? it's because it's the, pow- it's the, power, it's the power of, of light love. and darkness. No, it's not the power of love. It's the power of light. So Lucimon's like, 
Your darkness as the warrior of darkness is not as powerful as my darkness as the maker of darkness. That's pretty much what he said exactly. Oh, no, basically, 100%. And then, in a really stupid, contrived way, because Koichi was holding back the darkness, instead of the two balls, like, contracting to meet in the middle, the light one just sucks up through his back. Yep. And off the other kids entirely. Mm-hmm. Because if the black one had pushed him through, it would have killed everyone. If they'd met in the center, it would have killed everyone. But in the miracle case that the white one sucks back upwards, yep. well, I guess that would work. Yeah. But the and- thing is, Loamon says that he came to the digital world and he's now finally working this out, that he was there to show Lusamon that light and dark can be combined. In the dub, he says that he always thought that he was Churubimon's failure or he was a burden because Churubimon, he basically was created by Churubimon. But now he realised that he's actually Churubimon's gift. Okay, can we... Does that mean that he thinks that when Churubimon brought him in that Churubimon was a good guy? I don't know, but he says true, it was Churubimon's gift and I he's know, clearly not. But he was always evil during yeah. that whole transaction. Oh, 100%. It doesn't matter if you were a gift, it was an evil yeah. gift. So Actually, it's actually said gift. <laughs> no, sorry, old English, it's yift. It's yift. My so, apologies. More, and here's the thing, right? We just established that this attack will knock you out of being in the spirit. Mm-hmm. But you'll go back to being normal. Yeah. But for Loimon, for whatever reason, he, he also seems to know this will happen. Despite having seen the evidence in front of him, he seems to know he will die. He explodes, and he's there, and his data comes out. Yep. Which, you know, yeah, that you, thing he doesn't have. Yeah, this annoyed me because previously we were said, hey, Koichi doesn't have data, but then he sort of becomes data. Like, he becomes a big clump of data, which Lusumon absorbs and holds in his hand as data. And we don't see it... Like, what I expected to happen and what I thought I remembered happening was he dissolves into that, you know, when we saw Digimon in Adventure die. Yeah. And they just became, like, basically dust and they just dissolve. Yeah. I expected that. I did not expect him to become data, considering we have found out that Koichi doesn't have data because he doesn't have a body, but now he has data. And you so, know, mm, so the other thing that happened? What? When his data comes out and the spirits are there? <laughs> because that's what happens when your data comes out. Yep, yeah, I know, it's, it's silly. <laughs> it's not like that should have happened last episode. Yep. <laughs> yep, I know, it's very bad. This is... It's just the worst show. So, yeah, we, we get naked Koichi. and it's so yeah. bad. So, Koichi's in pain from the spirits because he's holding the spirits of darkness. And Lucimon says, I knew you couldn't control them because you're a lowly human who can't control the powers of light and darkness. And it, as I said before, it's still weird that Lucimon's just holding Koichi's data in his hand when he shouldn't have data. It's just, it's so, so annoying. There's like a brief flash at this stage to like the stairs and like Ko- Koichi being at the bottom of yeah. them. Yeah. It's trying to say he died, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, so how did his ghost get to this digital world? Um, Because I guess his ghost kind of was there and because Koji was there and then Churubimon got him because he was there. I don't know. So it's was meant he to make sense. haunting Koji? Yeah, he was a spoopy, spoopy ghost. Spoopy, scary Koichi. What? If it explains it in the last two episodes, then I may- can't even remember. What? How is it? How is there more than one episode after this? I don't know. I have no idea. Oh my god! If the last episode is just like a big farewell, like oh, do you, aren't you gonna miss this world? I no. will die. So Takuya screams in the dub. He says, "Lucimon, you've gone too far." 
oh, because I don't know why he's more emotional than the person whose brother just died. I will also accept he evolves into Vandemon. Yes, that too. Or the impure soul that was in the center of the world. That is was Vandemon? actually Vandemon. Yeah, it's just those huge lips and he's like, Where <laughs> bring me Tailmon. No, and Plotmon's like, I recognize this voice. I would recognize that voice anywhere. <laughs> so Koji screams too, and the other kids have digivices that shine some light. And what I realize in the dub is that they use the same scree noise that the digivices made in Adventure. Digimon. No, but without the Digimon, just the scree noise. And I'm so nostalgic for that noise because I'm pretty sure we haven't heard it in any other season. But the dub puts it in and it's great. So, yeah, Takuya has like legit fire powers. So, yeah, he just becomes fire and Koji just has the power of scream. And then we get we get ancient spirit evolution. And in the dub they say, ancient spirits unite. And we get the best music in the English dub ever, which is their evolution music. And I'm pretty sure, if you remember, in the movie, I said, Chakamon sure does have some interesting background music in this evolution. It is because it is this music. Yeah, I don't pay that attention I do. to the music. This is also the music when Impeljamon digivolved with the power of Omegamon to become Impeljamon Paladin Mode. It is the best music in the dub. It is great. It is phenomenal. And I will edit in the bits of the music I obviously can't find it without words because it was never released but it is my favorite track in all of the english dub except for the digimon movie soundtrack because that was phenomenal i'm so sick of them saying oh my god that's all 10 spirits combined there are 20 no there's 10 that means 10 because it's the legendary it's the legendary warriors but there are 20 no they're, they're included the human and beast spirits you've got to think of as one because the ancient spirit 10 ancient spirits but you're thinking of each spirit as in human and beast, meaning two each. Ancient spirits unite! sucks what? why didn't during the movie they like ask ancient greymon and ancient Grumon how they beat lucimon because it wasn't relevant because the, the uh, unfortunately the movie wasn't canon <laughs> because they hadn't planned what like what was going on with lucimon yet yeah i mean we haven't even we don't even particularly know when that movie was set because there were things that and I, we went through it when we covered the movie that there were the spirits that should not have been there like fairymon at this stage wouldn't be there Mm-hmm. because her spirit was stolen at this point and there wasn't Patamon, so it can't be after that. But also some of them don't have their beast spirits. <laughs> but there was no time where that thing was together. Okay, so we get special extra evolution for Takura and Koji number three, Susanamon, which, as you recall, you actually predicted them merging quite early on in the season. I was just kind of waiting for it. Yeah, so it happened. And then the episode ends. So what do you think this episode, and well, both these episodes, as someone who is new to Digimon... It is a miraculous new low for the series. I didn't think after last episode it could get worse, but somehow they pulled out the old exploding moon trick Mm. and also the can you believe how terrible this bad guy looks trick. I mean, I think he looks okay. Like, he's very Bichon, and I think his theme, like, his actual character, as I mentioned several times in our actual episode synopsis discussion, is that that's quite scary in the original, how he seems all calm, and in that way, he's scary and more evil and, I don't know, better as a bad guy than, ha ha ha, I'm evil, you're all insects, I'm going to kill everyone. 
Like, I guess it would be, but I don't know. I, I My problem was I, I didn't see it that way when I was watching it because of everything that had happened before it. And I'm not as good at picking up the um, the nuances of Japanese speech. Mm. Well, I guess that's something that I'm I'm starting to become better at collecting. Is that he's yeah he says it a lot calmer. But besides that, this episode, both these episodes have so many problems. Like Koichi has data now, or the Trailmon just isn't there despite it dropping them off, or the fact that the previous episode. Episode 46 seemed to hint that everyone was meeting on the moon or they've all built these tracks which weren't explained. And previously we've always seen, oh, they've, they're going here by Trailmon at the start of the episode. There was no Trailmon. Maybe they felt that they didn't have time to do it. I still feel like they should have been waving goodbye to Trailmon the distance as he goes to his death or something. I don't know. It just felt like... It felt like they tried to dig themselves out of a hole, but they didn't know where to go. So they just said, eh, everyone watching this is a kid. They won't think about it. And that's the thing. I, I didn't think about this when I was 14. And even then you think, you know, 14 year olds starting to be a bit more knowledgeable about things. I 14 never... 14 year olds don't know very much. I know, but like, that's like the start when you start to become a person, basically, when you start to actually think about things like you're starting to be different from your parents you're starting to have your own thoughts at that age and thereabouts like you're you're becoming a teenager you're you're growing up you're a young adult now but even then like I didn't think that there were many problems the only problem that I could see and as I mentioned was the four of the six characters are really useless for the last half of the season and it's a big problem because it just sort of makes them sit and one of the girls says I will take you on a date as your reward because I can't fight and I just felt that was very strange. And there, there is another season that does have sort of that problem. But to be fair, those other characters aren't chosen children. They just sort of went to the digital world by mistake. And they're just basically burdens. And they all went by mistake. These kids were just more successful. Mm. Well, these kids sort of became chosen, but then almost became unchosen at some point. And I feel like watching this, there are so many problems that just make it harder to like. I'm still enjoying it. That's the thing. Like, I, I still think it's an okay season. But I also know that a lot of people don't like Frontier. But the thing is, sometimes people say that they don't like Frontier because they didn't like the idea of humans becoming Digimon and not having partners. And that that's fair. But, like, I feel like that's not even the surface of what's wrong with Frontier. That's just... That's just something that's there. But they could have done that really well if they... Like, we've come up with ideas in basically every episode on how to make this a better season. And... I feel like if it had a lot of better ideas that it would be a better season, but it's just, it's not, and that's sad. What rating did you give it? Uh, each one individually, or what? Well, uh, individually and then together. Um, the first one had the moon explosion, so I have to give that a zero. And the second one, I guess it gets a one? Yeah. See, I gave it a five and a six, but I felt like even that's a bit too generous. I know, and I know, I said this is a new low, and I gave the last one a negative one. That's out of shock. Now I'm here. This, this is the new normal we live in. Everything since that will be colored by this. So now we're at zero and one. Mm. With the laser blast that... As I said, that was a negative one. But within the new scale, the new frontier scale, that's a five. Yeah, so does, th- does this make the previous episodes better? Like, from the start of Frontier? No, it doesn't make them better. It just makes me understand that they can get so much worse than I ever thought. Because mm. that's the thing, I don't want this thing... You know, okay, you're right, you know what, I shouldn't be changing the scale. Alright, sorry. It's a negative three and a negative two. Yeah. There we go. 
So we don't need really to shift the scale at all. Now, yeah, no, no, I, I see your point, yeah. Now that I'm on a 13-point scale, hmm. of which Frontier has never... I don't... I don't know if it's ever broken beyond a six. It might have one or two sevens in there. There's not a chance a Frontier episode has ever gotten an eight from me. What do you think? Uh, no, I don't think it... I don't think you've even given a seven. I think you gave a 6.5 once. <laughs> I think you gave the movie, like, maybe a, maybe a seven, maybe. Okay. I think that's the, the the most thing... The thing you've actually enjoyed was the movie, and it wasn't even canon. Here we are, with me giving a negative three. Oh my god. Mm. So, how did both these episodes compare to your predictions in Obnoxious Synopsis? For the first one, I guess that the Ronas would go to the moon, and then they would get beaten. Um, and then I said, I'll take half a point if Lucimon eats them. That means they get a point and a half. Because that was written to sort of mean that Lucimon would, like betray them and that was why the Ronads died but I actually called that shot for shot um when I rated three I didn't realize it'd be negative three and when I said what would annoy me and I said why are they on the moon boy did it annoy me when they didn't say anything but little did I know it would be more annoying when I found out how they got off the moon Mm. or the fact that trail mom wasn't even there Mm. and uh for the second episode, I thought that Koji's soul would be absorbed, which was actually not true. So into Koji. And it was not true. He only got the spirits. Yeah. The soul was absorbed into Lucimon. Which, well, his data was absorbed into Lucimon, which still, I maintain, makes little to no sense. But it did solve that loose end. Hmm. And I but did say this would be one mean, point hey, higher. Do you mean loose end, Mon? No, I don't. I mean Koji. Uh, I mean Koichi. What was the major difference that you noticed? Because my main difference was, of course... Lucimon's overall tone in fall down mode was just I guess that's what but to be fair the changes of names in the dub fall down mode to chaos mode like in the original when he's fall down mode his character is actually more fall down like it's no it's actually not I know it's like you know he's fell, fallen down from being something great but he still thinks he's that great and then in the dub he's chaos mode because he's very chaotic he's very evil but the problem is that, but not like, scary. I think after Lucifer did the big falling down, he doesn't act like that anymore. It should have been the opposite, where he acted nice when he was a child, and then when he became fall down, and he had all the dark parts of him. He should have become evil. Mm-hmm. That would have made more sense because, like, maybe he finally, like, fully snapped or he re-snapped or something. Mm. There are so many ways this could have been done interesting, and they just completely failed to do any of them. Well, that's what you could basically say about Frontier overall is that. There are so many ways they could just make this better, but they didn't. They they went this way, and and that's fine. Like th- th- it's their story, but I just I feel like there are a few things they could have done to improve the story. I have the feeling that anyone who said that Frontier was good because of world building, it was really good because they presented you with some Lego and you had a great imagination. Mm. But nothing in the show was actually any good. I think I think you've said this analogy a few times about the spaghetti against the wall. They just throw all the spaghetti against the wall. Some of it, and and you think some of it would stick, right? That's they, traditionally that, but, what would happen. No, but the thing is, they had to put a little bit of glue in with the spaghetti <laughs> just to ensure that maybe maybe a bit more would stick. No, you see what I'm, what I'm trying to say here is like none of it stuck. Nothing stuck because what, what the spaghetti sticking in this analogy is, or say this metaphor for sure, is something works. But nothing worked. Mm. But they had actually cooked nice spaghetti. Mm. Just none of it stuck, 
right? Like, mm. you know, you use... And, go- na- and now you just got, you've got beautiful spaghetti that's on the floor, so it's not beautiful anymore. So it's not doing the job. Mm. It's not doing what it's meant to do. But you saw it, right? And mm. you imagined the spaghetti was great, but it, it wouldn't stick. Mm. This is the worst metaphor. <laughs> um, the biggest change for me in the second one was... And just because it was jarring was uh, the book pages... Pokemon confirms all the pages are blank. Mm-hmm. And it's just so odd. It's just so weird. I can't get over how big a change that is for no reason at all. Yep, it, it sure is a thing. Because it's not, it's not, there are some pages written in visible ink. It's, magically my book is blank. Oh no, it's fine. Yeah. And there it's were a few, so weird. And there were a few times when the dub seemed to fix some things. Like the the whole Koji forgetting his stepmother completely in the original that they added in. Oh, by the way, I remember I remember now that I promised to call my stepmom mum, but like I would like to hear about our mother. And then also Crusademon not doubting Lucemon oh, as much. That's it. That's it for sure in the first one. Like she just in the, in the original, he's just like, do I do, should I really be trusting him? Is he actually going to give us what what he wants? Are we just being played along? Is this real justice? And the dub, it's like. Not even mentioned. And it was mentioned previously in other episodes. It's just not mentioned as much. And I, even though it didn't actually go anywhere, I found that it was still slightly all right that they sort of had that before his death. It didn't end in the way that when Belial Vamdemon ate Arukenimon, then Mummymon turned on Bel- Belial Vamdemon and attacked him and died anyway. But we still had that that little doubt or something happening because of it. But it did, it didn't change enough. Yeah, there's no, there was no redemptive moment for that character that had sort of laid the seeds of it. Mm. Um, but here we are. Now that we've seen Lucimon, what do you think of him as a villain? Do you think he's a good, effective villain? No. Do you think he's better than Apoclemon? Because both of them we've seen in the last few episodes of a, of a season. The same as Belial Vandemon, actually. Um, well, Belial Vandemon, at the very least, clearly had a plan beforehand that he was chasing after yeah and there was also foreshadowing when wizardmon came up and said yeah yo something's happening here some something evil is afoot um so there's i guess you could say something similar for a lucemon here but i'm never gonna get over how many times in frontier the bad guys have flat out won and and not killed the kids which i never thought would be the second dumbest thing it's not even the dumbest thing the dumbest thing is the more than once, multitudes of times, the bad guys have hit the kids with a the kids who are children with no protection whatsoever, mm. hit them directly with ultimate level attacks, and the kids have come out of it totally unharmed for no reason. Yep, it's it's very much plot convenient, and that's the problem. Like, I know we always joke about, ha ha ha, it's the script, it's the script. This is the most time, like, the time it's been the most obvious. Like, it's been the script. Could you imagine if it if you were playing Majora's Mask? And for those of you who don't know, if somehow, in Majora's Mask, the plot is that the moon is falling down. Mm-hmm. If you ran out of time, and the moon hit the town, and it did no damage, and it just bounced off everyone... It would make the whole game seem pointless. Like, why is it? it, Why is it a threat? If it just hits the ground and does nothing, is it really a threat? Is it just a mild inconvenience? And I know that Koichi died, so Lucimon has the ability to kill the kids. But for whatever reason, when his attack directly hits Koichi, Koichi dies. But when it directly hits, say, Tommy, who is 
notably weaker than Loemon. Hmm. He doesn't die. He's just oh, that's uncomfortable. Mm. No, it, it, the whole thing is is weird. Digim- this is the this is the worst. It, 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 it it's not great. Digimon Big Bads also seem to have a habit of absorbing their lackeys that they have. Do you think this is an overused tactic or an actual powerful tactic to really showcase how evil a bad guy is? Like, we saw Devimon absorb Ogamon and then we saw Vandemon absorb uh, Devil Ball, De- Demi-Devimon. Yeah. And we saw Edamon base... I think he... I have a feeling that he, in his big ball state, absorbed a few Garzimon, I think. Maybe. Or he, he absorbed Nanimon, I think. No, uh, not Nanimon or Dadamon. Nanimon is his original name. Um, and so, Venom Vandemon, etc. Yeah, so etc. Bad guys do things. I will answer your question now, and the answer is only Devimon ever did it right. Because eating your loyal... E- eating the Digimon who are loyal to you, unless you have a good reason, is so stupid. Mm. It's so dumb. Because any amount of power you might gain from them is is dwarfed by the amount of power that they already have and are willing to use on your side. It's so dumb. The only reason... Devimon needed to do it for some reason. Like, there, he had just been hit by something or he was... He was, he, he was in some kind of danger. I don't remember what it is anymore. But I know he had to eat Ogamon, And Ogamon is such a non-threat at, the, at that stage. And it had such a benefit, you, you understood it, right? Mm-hmm. And also it made Devimon giant, so there was like a legit difference. Every other one has just been like, um, okay, that guy's gone now. Because the children can't be murderers. Mm. Sometimes they are. In fact, often they are in the case of the of the um the evil warriors or the evil spirits Mm. but for whatever reason when it comes to the lackeys the kids are never the murderers and in lucimon's case here it is more understandable because you could argue that lucimon actually wanted the knights to win and then oh the knights lost oh well i'll eat their data now and use that and use that for power Mm. and maybe he even knew that would make him into fall down mode who knows there is a very, very forgiving interpretation of this whole bit where he knew the Royal Knights would lose and as a result of losing, he'd be able to eat them without resistance and that he yeah. intended that well, and that was why he sent them out. That's really forgiving. I don't think that's true. Well, speaking of which, did you think that it was a bit dumb about how the kids seemed to almost hesitate of not absorbing the Royal Knights? And I feel like in the original, it was quite awkward. There was almost like this bit of silence. They didn't even try to talk to the Royal Knights. They just kind of stood there and waited while Lucimon showed up. And I feel like this was fixed in the dub. I feel like I don't remember it being such a noticeable amount of time between Lucimon showing up and the kids defeating the Royal Knights. The answer is, of course I think it's stupid, because this isn't Zero Two. In Zero Two, they didn't kill Digimon, so mm. it was it would have been special if they had saved it up until then and they gone, oh no, mm. we've just kind of killed them, what do we do? But in this in this season, their muscle memory would be, okay, we beat the Digimon until the data comes out, let's scan it. Yeah, but we haven't actually seen them do the fractal code digitized for a long time, and that was always a great way of saying, oh, we're purifying their data, they're going to be reborn as a good Digimon now. Even though we don't really have a place where the eggs go, they're kind of just like chilling around in, the sp- in space, I guess. The problem was that it was in the script. Mm-mm. Do you have any thoughts on Takuya and Koji getting a third additional evolution? Because I don't feel like we actually spoke about this in the episode. But yeah, they, they get like a third evolution over the other kids, making the other kids further useless. But it, it's not really. You see, the problem is that 
they're not further useless. It's not like they were stuck at adult and that these kids got to go to perfect, then to mm. ultimate, then to whatever super ultimate. Mm. At the point where they took the other kids' spirits away, it no longer matters how strong they get because the other kids are always going to be the baseline most useless thing possible, which is a weak liability that can't defend themselves. Mm. It doesn't matter how strong these kids get. Honestly, the more strong they get, it just is better for the other kids because they can get defended better. I still feel like the other kids should have gone home. I agree. Mm. They, they they have no rational basis for staying. And, I mean, Koichi obviously couldn't leave. But, I don't know, maybe he could have tried. And there's just one more discussion point before we go on to our screenshots of the week. I've noticed something just when I was setting up my segment guide this week. So, Lotmon has been in Zero Two because of Hurricane Touchdown. That doesn't count. He's, he's been in Tamers. Yeah. And he's been in Frontier. Yeah. We have seen him in... Base effectively three seasons. Yeah. Does this make him the best Digimon? I'm sh- I'm sure there are other Digimon we've seen more. Um, I guess we've seen Coromon quite a lot. All right? of the babies we've seen. In every yeah, season. in the babies, but that's just like the, they're just the babies, right? I mean, that's what they are. Um, like I, I feel like Gigimon is a Digimon that we've seen a lot because he was in. I think Digimon- he might be in all of them. He no, um, maybe not. No, I don't think he was in Adventure, but uh, he was not. one of the first Digimon I ever saw in Digimon World because he is. He he comes up to you and he's like, "So, what's your name?" Kawagamon's in all of them. Uh, was he in Frontier? I don't remember seeing him in Frontier. I feel like he was at some stage. Though Frontier had a lot of background Digimon. Yeah, well, that's the thing about this one as well. It's like, mm. a lot of really weird random, like du- uh, du- not what's his name? Dukemon. Dukemon's in it for whatever reason. Being being a Royal Knight. Also, I'm pretty sure Susanamon isn't actually a Royal Knight, which is really weird considering all the other fully evolved version of the main characters are the. Royal Knights, effectively. Did we talk about how weird the um the the Lotmon in this episode is? By the way, what do you mean? Because this Lotmon is just a Terriamon. No, it's a Lotmon. No, Lotmon goes. Oh, Lotmon, fall down, go boom. Oh yeah, it's just a Terriamon with a different recolor. It's not like Lotmon from last season. Yeah, well, no, that line wasn't said. That was said by Plotmon, I think. No, and that was, was English and written and says it by it because Plotmon has a different voice. Oh, I thought it, I thought it was no. I know it was in English, but I don't think it was Lotmon saying I'm that. Pretty sure it was. Also, in the in Tamers, that was Susie saying that. I yeah, it's just yeah. No, it was a reference. It was one hundred percent a reference, but I don't think it was Lotmon that said it. I feel like it was uh, Salomon because it wasn't Patamon, and I was not Lotmon. But it, no, it was a cute reference. For screenshot of the week this week, of course, I couldn't help but choose Lucimon putting his leg up in the air to kick someone, and he basically looks like he's doing Quop. Which, <laughs> do, do people still remember Quop? Because the it was a game that it was a web, it was this web based game that everyone was playing about six years ago, I think. Uh, it was, it was when I was in high school, more than that. Yeah, no, it was when I was in year 11 or 12. So that, and I was in, I graduated that's, high school. That's eight in, years ago. Yeah, I graduated high school in 2011. Remember, you were, you were born in February, so you went to school a year before me. I'm aware of that, but yeah. I've been out of school for seven years. And I've been out of school, well, I graduated in 2011, so that's six years. So yeah, it was six years, six or seven years ago. So no, you said you played it in year 10 or 11, right? Uh, 11 or 12, I meant. Okay, well... It might it actually might have been year 11. Okay. We'll so start. that was 2010, so it's so, been seven years. All right, fair enough. So yeah, Quop was... Quop, some people might not remember Quop. <laughs> well, if you if you, if you you want to play it, it's Q-W-O-P, and it's a it's a weird game. I'll, I'll link in the link dump. It's kind of hard to... Uh... Oh, my screenshot of the week is... It was originally going to be all the kids dancing together. Mine was too. Together, that was, was cute. That was my original, but then but I, I remembered Lucimon. Since changed it to the image of the kids being nuked to death 
which is an animation that is so hilariously misleading. Yeah. Because if that was the end of an episode that you saw that, which is basically what the moon explosion was, but if mm-hmm. that was the end of an episode, you'd go, they're dead, they're dead, it's over. Yeah. But then you just cut to them just standing there being like, this is weird. Yeah, being immediately fine. This is fine. Mm. We're okay. As long as he doesn't throw a big other one at us, I guess. Yeah, maybe that one would kill us. Oh, never mind. We have the Leomon of the season. So there were a few Digimon introduced in this episode. Well, there were two. So we have Lucimon Fall Down Mode. Do you have any extra thoughts of him? I already went over it. You you remember what I said. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you said uh, budget cosplay. So- what about Susanamon? I don't think you actually said about what he looks like or how you think about him. The answer is he looks like the most generic of the Royal Knights. Mm. That's all I've got for you. Like, I'm so sick of the high-level Digimon being dude in armor. Try harder. Just try harder, okay? I never thought... Because you know what? The Digimon stereotype is just strap metal to it, which Mm. is funny. It is quite funny. I never really thought of the Digimon stereotype as being legitimately just a medieval knight. But there's so many of them. There's so many and they're all so boring. They're so boring. Mm-hmm. It was kind of interesting when um, when Dukemon did it because it was kind of unique and also maybe fit the character a little bit. Now it's just awfully boring. That's it. So sick of knights. Postmon Pap this week. We First up, we have our weekly poll, which was, should Kaiser Greymon and Magna Gurumon kill Nefertimon? We didn't have any comments this week, but we had 15 total votes and nine people said that, yes, they should have killed Nefertimon, and six said no. So, yeah, we didn't have any comments for that, unless I'm missing them, but I, I did check a few times, and we hadn't didn't have any, so... On to With the Will, we have one from Togatak, who says, Darnismon's weird, vacant face is uncomfortable, and they can't really imagine any other noise being created except for a, from a haughty neigh. And that that is so true. I can also only hear this haughty neigh. And maybe this part of Frontier being so garbage awful will make Savers seem better by comparison. And Togatak says that Savers isn't a bad series by any means, but it'll be like a breath of fresh air. And Asuka says, they have an explanation for you, Jay, about the moon thing. It was because of a prophecy. God. Well, well, where was the prophecy then? It should have been introduced in the same episode. Do you want to read the next two? We'll go two each? Yes. Um, I've scrolled halfway down through it for some reason. I don't know why. We're up to Chakmon. We got one from Chakmon who says, The opening with Sepimon's boomerang was a good way to portray the overall desolation of the world. And I agree. No, I, I, I can see that. They liked that the kids were helping evacuate the Digimon, though they didn't need to be there. And maybe the kids still need to be there to activate their spirits. Maybe. You know, maybe. The, the it, kids who don't have spirits when they give them over. Yeah, but, but it's, it's, never sa- it's never said. Maybe maybe they have to go back to the Digivices every so often for a power or something. To sleep. Because this is where... This, like. They've mentioned that this is like their partners, so maybe they have to be together for energy, but they never actually state that, and I really wish they would have, because it would have made things make sense if, of why they're staying here. If that was the case, then why would they be able to store, like, Grotomon's spirit forever? I don't know, because he doesn't have anyone he's paired to. So they can just know. transfer those around at will. I still think Zoe should have been Grotomon at some point. 
That means that Zoe and the others should have smashed their digivices so that they could have allowed the other two to have all the spirits. Yeah, like, maybe. Honestly, like any explanation you come up with can be countered and then made in such a way that these kids aren't still a liability. Mm. Uh, they kind of liked the episode 46 as well. Uh, we found Mon's castle grounds were pretty and the insides were creepy. Yeah, I agree. The original did a bit better with Izumi talking about uh, understanding others more and how her experience changed her. Though they agree with you, uh, May, that an introvert doesn't need to change to have a happy ending. And that's what annoys me about Izumi. Like, she went from actually being kind of reasonable, like, oh yeah, I just don't really want to be around people. I don't want to have to go with them to the bathroom because I don't feel like I have to. To being, like, to someone who just says, oh, people are mean, but I want friends. To someone who says, I understand people now. Like, that wasn't a pro- It just seems like it switched three times about what her problem was. So this this part, this line, I think, can be read in two ways, which is, sad to see May leave as a Frontier fan. Now, I think what that means is it's sad to see May stop liking yeah, Frontier. Yeah, well, I, I don't stop liking <laughs> Frontier. I just have, like, a lot of problems with it. But, of course, there is the other reading of it. Is, it's sad to see you leave here now that you're a yeah, fan. Yeah, no, I see that. And they wanted they wanted to take up my challenge to defend episode forty six's ending, um, but the frontiers the frontiers writing is indefensible, and that's oh that's like really damning. Yeah, I mean we had another we we had we had we had we had Ar Pulver who tweeted at us oh. and sort of said something along the same same lines like yeah I kind of want to take up Jay's challenge but I also don't that would mean defending Frontier. <laughs> and we got one from McGann who says uh, Trailmon was riding a detached rail. And maybe some... Broken bro- code. Maybe broken code. Okay. And no. there was a cute little um, example of some code that McGann posted. And it was about how Yggdrasil was like, hey, that code's broken. Do you want to fix it? It was kind of funny. So Azrael McCool said, this, this is their solution. Wizardmon did it. I'm like, well, there we go. That <laughs> did happened. they say Wizardmon did it? I will now accept my prize. Yep, yep. Then we had another comment from Jay Uko who says they accept Jay's challenge. They still hate this scene though. Lucimon's attack isn't as powerful because he was just re- resurrected, and the railroad tracks are like data streams and they're not part of the world, but actually a function of the digital world, so they're not destroyed. The Digimon are still on the Trailmon forever, going around, and I think we suggested that like uh, Snowpiercer. And then Jay Uko says, once Lucimon absorbs the world, the barrier that blocks the way to the moons is also absorbed as well. Okay, so we'll, pu- we'll go through this point by point. First of all, Lucimon's attack is, isn't that powerful. However, it is so strong that it can it can hit these kids, rebound them against the ground, hard enough to bounce them up into the air, mm. up into the stratosphere to land in space. Yes. That is powerful enough to kill anything. If you were to bounce a tennis ball so hard it would go to space, it wouldn't bounce, it would just explode. Yeah. Much like a kid's head, you know? So... It's, it falls apart. Second, railroad tracks are like data streams. They're not actually part of the world. Okay, they are so part of the world, they are, a sol- they are the only solid thing that survives when all of the data is taken away. If they were made of data streams, they would have been taken. In fact, you would have to assume they're the most solid, least data-y thing available. But also, the Trailmont can't generate train, t- train tracks. And the train tracks cannot be made spontaneously because in that one episode when they're trying to go to 
I don't remember where they were trying to go anymore. But there was a trailmon that went to like a cliff and the cliff had a broken track over it. And he goes, well, I can't go there. Sorry, guys. And the kids have to actually take the track out from behind him and fix the track in front of him because it just doesn't generate like that. Mm. So that also doesn't work. Next, the Digimon on the Trailmon forever. Well, apparently that's not true. They went to the Yellow Moon in this episode and then they all died. And we never saw them ever again. And finally, Lucimon absorbs the world. The barrier that blocks the waste of the moon goes away. Well, I will give you this one because it didn't matter. They're on a different moon. Mm. Well, we don't know if the other moons have it or not. And, uh, they and then, s- so, so then they finally say, while Tomoki isn't considered a mechanic genius, he has developed it as a whiz at video games like shooting games. You know, but this still doesn't uh, explain why he was able to build a catapult. You know how, like, if you're really, really good at Call of Duty, you can build a car because there are cars in that game sometimes. Mm. You know how that works. Uh, and also, you are as strong as a marine who has been training for years because you know it's just what happens when you play video games. Uh, we got one from... Oh, that's... I think it's Ifidri for memory. Oh, Ijfidri. <laughs> Ooh. Um, they say that Lucimon was trying to send the kids to the moon because that's that's a hobby one has as a god. Um, uh, the kids ending up on the train is the same as when Dustmon used an attack to send Takuya uh, on, a, on a rail mm-hmm. trail. Uh, and trains replace big attacks as transportation systems. You're up? You're doing Toyota Tomb Raider? I thought I did the whole one. Because you you just did the end of JUKYO. No, I did all of JUKYO's. I I, I read through it and then you picked out each point. You're absolutely right. I'm very smart. We got from Shadow Shinji who says the episodic formula um, in each season of Digimon at least once. Uh, The start of Adventure followed the same formula for the first few episodes of Kids show up to the new place. There's a problem. Kid has casual exploration. Digimon evolves. Place is saved. That might be true, but at least every episode was unique in the sense that a kid would have their own personal problem and something different would happen. Or, more importantly, the Digimon that showed up presented a different danger. For example, when Sora was having her character episode where she was having, uh, she was annoyed by uh, Piyomon being too clingy. First of all, that was a conflict by itself. Second, it was confronted by the conflict of them being in the little, uh, the little village. And third... The magma, uh, the Merrimon was going to set everything on fire kind of by accident. Mm. So that was sort of a force of nature moving around. That is very distinct from, I'm trying to think of other early adventure episodes. Hold on a second. Um, what else happened in adventure early? Well, uh, we, we had a lot of, deve- like, we had a lot of explaining of the, me- of the mechanics of the world. And because this was the first chunk, we had to have these sort of slowish burn episodes so it seems okay to put at the start but But to have this similar sort of ranking arc to be at the end of a story makes no sense because it fits well when we were introduced to these characters and it introduced different aspects like different mechanics of the world but well let's compare the example i just gave with Izzy's episode where they find an andromon in the power plant and they Mm. have to take uh they, they move him and like that's a different exploration, a different scene, different things happen. Sora's not even necessarily involved in that episode particularly. And the difference there, yes, at the end of the day, the end results are similar. It's easy to go point by point and say the end results are similar. But the problem with these episodes in Frontier is that the starting point is also exactly the same. Mm, It also follows that, like, the problem with Frontier is that for the most part, a lot of it follows a formula of... 
a kid shows up at a village, that kid gets their evolution episode, and then the next episode, a kid shows up at the village, gets their evolution episode. And the thing is, we get that for human spirits, then beast spirits, and then we kind of get, like, the same sort of formula to fight. Well, I guess the, the most different formula is when we're fighting the evil spirits. I'm really talking about the Royal Knights mm. and the Royal Knights arc, the, the tight five episodes where you can point too many elements of the story that happen exactly the same. Yeah. Well, the point is, if we're using adventure to as an example, at this stage in adventure, just, you know, the the same amount of episodes that the Royal Knights arc was, the kids were fighting the Dark Masters. Every episode was actually really different to each other. Playing we ha- games, we had the best episode that we still think that a lot of episodes aren't, even in Tamers, might not be as good as playing games. That is like the, epi- like, that and Flower Power are like the episodes that we just say are the best ones in adventure so they go on to say that the royal knights arc tries to settle the inner conflicts between the characters they say smoky and his bullies which is uh which is legitimate like we did see the kids and it also does answer the question of hey what happened to those other kids that is sort of true but also tomoki had already gotten over those things yeah he'd already found his self-worth the only difference is that it addressed those particular kids who weren't really characters. They were just scene setting to tell you something about Tomoki. And the fact that he had a prehistory with them is really weird. Like, they all had mobile phones. It, the, the fact that they introduced them again raises weird questions. Yes, it's good to know what happened to the other ch- to the other kids, but that's not a result of the Royal Knights arc. That is 20, it's 20 seconds in one episode. Uh, Izumi revealing her true feelings to Takuya, which I is not what happened. I, I don't really see that that should be her character arc. They it's flirted her- slightly. Yeah, they, they did flirt, but I don't think that's what it's trying to express. I think it's her true feelings dealing with people, and wh- while it contradicts her other aspects that we've seen previously i don't feel like her you know flirting with a boy should be the highlight of this arc also she again much like tomoki had had gotten over her issues she had addressed her past yeah and she had come to terms with it she and tomoki both had conclusions to those stories legitimately all she does in that library episode is say what we already knew yeah and that's fine but i don't feel like it's really the settling of her inner conflicts at the same time i also don't think it's definitely not her realizing she has feelings for Takuya like this was never mentioned I, and I don't feel like a the girl character should be the love interest and I don't feel like that's the only thing she should be she I mean she can be a love interest that's fine I don't particularly think that this is like a romantic story that is a romantic moment and so is like the date sequence but I don't feel like that should be part of her character. It can be an extra thing, but it's just it's not her in a conflict in the slightest. Well, to be fair, the real Zoe, quote unquote, was not in the date sequence. That was an imagination. Part. Yeah, but it was like they were both clearly thinking about it. And Izumi offers him a date, so I guess it's sort of like it can be a minor thing. But I don't really necessarily see. I could be wrong here, him. but I don't see it as an inner conflict personally. Um, then uh, Koji meets Gotsumon again. That's not an inner conflict. He met a guy he was friends with. I, I thought like his in a conflict in the Royal Knights arc was basically, I have a brother now, I have to deal with that. But he never does anything about that. Mm, and he sort of mentioned like my brother is acting weird and that, that is his inner conflict. <clears throat> Bokemon and Nemo witness their home being destroyed, which is... The, that's, a, that's a big moment, yeah. But that is also the most distinct definition of an outer conflict. Mm. <laughs> those two characters don't grow at all. In fact, they're not even sad about it. Since that episode, have they ever mentioned it once? 
Um, no. You'd think they'd go, we need to do this for our hometown. Nemon, let's get serious for once. No, they don't care. They don't mean any, it doesn't mean anything to them. And they go on, and finally they go, uh, Koichi starts to realize that he's been dead the whole time and needs to talk to Koji. Well, that, that's legitimate. Like, that's, that, that's, an impo- that's an important inner conflict. And it's definitely an underlying thing throughout the arc of, oh God, Koichi's been dead the whole time. But that's not just settling an inner conflict. That's beginning one. Mm. And then it's never settled. He just dies again, mm. I guess. Can they get that data back and make a new ghost? I don't know. They say that Frontier isn't perfectly written, not by any means, um, but the viewers need to have an open mind in order to understand and appreciate Digimon Frontier. I would take a bit of umbrage with the idea that maybe I'm not understanding it. I think I understand it really well. Well, I think, I think I've gone through my point by point what I think about I th- it. I think the best way to enjoy Frontier is to not think about it. As, as I mentioned, like if you just if you watch it and you're not taking notes and you're not trying to analyze all the problems, like if you don't analyze the problems, a lot of things seem better than they are. Like I'm pretty sure if we didn't analyze Tamers, we would have enjoyed it more. And we did, to some extent, enjoy Tamers, but even then, we nitpicked and we found the smallest minute details and just said, this is a problem, but and if we weren't analysing them or making the notes, we might have enjoyed it more. Okay, we didn't nitpick this episode about Lucimon, which brings us to this particular bit of the letter, which I feel bad considering the context, but it, they say, Lucimon is the best featured villain in the entire franchise and is very popular. Popularity notwithstanding, I do not believe Lucimon is the best villain. In fact, I think he is near the bottom. I think he is pretty popular. Like, I'm pretty sure Chisai, one of our Patreon supporters, has mentioned that Lucimon is her favourite oh, maybe, villain maybe he's, or favourite Digimon. Maybe Lucimon is incredibly popular. There's nothing... Though, actually, nothing... I've, I've been reading through um, the our listener opinion notes for the final episode, and yeah, a lot of people have their least favourite Digimon, and it's Lucimon, so uh, yeah... So there's not. I I I'm totally fine with the idea of people liking Lucimon. I think Lucimon as a concept, mm. if you were to describe them to someone, you could make them sound really cool. Mm. But in practice, I can't get over the fact that Lucimon blows up the moon and the kids are unharmed. I can't get over the fact that he blows them up with a blazer beam and they're unharmed. I can't get over the fact that he hits them with a light nuclear bomb and they're unharmed. He's the worst villain. Though I do like him in the original, and I, I mentioned this before, so I don't really have to go into it. But the whole like him being so calm and creepy—that that's good. Yeah, a villain I, is supposed to spook me out. I think that he should have been that as a child, and then when he went fall down, he went the opposite. But he started out as a small bratty child mm. who is uninteresting. So once he evolved, and we spent. 48 episodes, sorry, 45 episodes thinking of this uninteresting child. Mm. Sure, he said something different now, but it's all colored by that previous history because you know what he's really like. You know what's going on under there. Yep. There's no mystery to it. Mm. So our next comment is from Kunemon, who says that they have strong nostalgia for Frontier. And it won't go away even though rewatches and there's through, through rewatches and despite lots of plot holes and conveniences imbalances, it, if it got another pass on the writing to work these out, would probably one of the be the best seasons, but it's not. And there's quite a likable world and cast. Full of floor spaghetti. Maybe. <laughs> but I think it's fine that like I feel really bad because I'm I'm like, you know, ragging on Frontier a lot. But like it if you like Frontier if you say it's your favourite season or the best season or a season that you really like, that's fine. You you're allowed to think that. And if you're nostalgic for it, that's fine. I'm also nostalgic for it. I'm extremely nostalgic for the detector. Um Shrubimon will always be Kirpimon to me. I will never tell you that you are wrong 
I, I presumably I've never said this. I don't know if I've ever said it directly before. Mm. I will never say directly. You are wrong for liking Frontier. You are wrong for being your favorite season. You are in any way. You know. I will never. I don't want to. Dis- I don't mean to disparage anyone for the things they like. You can like whatever you want, but I do believe that if I was. I, I do believe that I could go point by point and discuss why it is an inferior season. And people can believe me or not. Mm. Hopefully you enjoy listening to it regardless. Because yeah. that's what we've been doing. I mean, hopefully we're not like angering or upsetting people who legitimately really, really yeah. like Frontier. I do believe it is very bad. Mm. But I don't think you are very bad for liking it. Yeah. Next we have Wildwing64 who says, Regarding V-Tamer, the way that Cyber's Greymon became Metal Greymon is actually from his original profile, which reads, Greymon remodeled themselves to become stronger, but their flesh couldn't hold out and became blue. I've never heard this before, but this is fantastic because it explains why Greymon is orange, but the original Metal Greymon all of a sudden is blue and is a virus type because he basically reprogrammed himself and I really like that, so... That, that's kind of cool, and I'm glad that V-Tamer did that. Wildwing64 then says that a V-Pet-based anime would have made much more sense, but it was only a fad and was banned in schools. And it was the same in Australia. Uh, everyone was playing with Digimon, and they all got like swiftly banned from schools because kids were just battling during class. Okay, but let's be real. Banning from schools has nothing to do with whether an anime would be made or not. Yeah, no, but it was, it was a big fad, and... Wildwing64 says that in the UK, only the first version came out. And I find that really interesting. And that explains why whenever I see the Europe packaging, they only ever show the version one. Because there only is the version. Yeah, I was always wondering that. So yeah, I I guess we, uh, Australia got six, UK got one. I've noticed that the last bit, the next messages, uh, they're for you only. You yeah, want to finish yeah, this I, one? I, 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 no, I'll finish it and then you can do four. So, Wildwick City Four says they watched the final four episodes of Frontier and is also wondering where the trail will go in episode 47. There's no mention. And, yep, we also pondered that. It, they just sort of were there, I guess, and then left before the episode started. I don't know. And the Royal Knights being defeated was anticlimactic since they had previously been so strong. And I would agree, like, I know that they were gradually decreasing in power in each fight, and... Well, supposedly, supposedly Koichi and Takuya were getting more powerful each fight. I mean, Koji. I know what I said. Yeah, I know what you said, too. So do the, so the listeners. <laughs> Everyone knows. Damn it. So... Please stop and, knowing what I said. And that And that's the thing, like... <laughs> And they did address it. Like, at least they didn't just say, oh, we lost now. At least they did talk about, oh, the kids are stronger now. They did mention that every so often in the fights. It just makes them seem really stupid that they could have seen that happening yeah, and not or they killed didn't, them. Yeah, they didn't try to kill the kids after any of their other wins when they devolved the children. I don't know. Uh, Wildwing64 says there's no emotional impact to Koichi's sacrifice, and I would agree <clears> with that. I, I wasn't. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big sucker for emotional moments. This did not get me. I was kind of like, okay. Well, I think the problem with this, A, he's already dead. Mm. So that's one thing. Second of all, he's just a loose end. And you feel he's viscerally a loose end. You know, he showed up out of nowhere and he's going to fall back into the obscurity he came from. Yeah. Well, I also think that it wasn't necessarily emotional because he didn't really do much in the last few episodes. Like, he just sort of... He was was the payoff to... There's a mystery about mm. you, Koji. And, and at was, the end of that, that was it. That's remember, him. He was very powerful against Churubimon and then was never used ever again because he needed to give up his spirit and was weakened by the fact he was relevant now. And remember how powerful he was as Duskmon. Not even Beowulfmon could defeat him. So it just it's strange. 
Wildman64 then says, The ending of Frontier is probably one of the most satisfying endings. It ended just as it was getting good, though. Okay. And I guess we'll we'll see if that's the case uh, next week, because we're almost done with oh, Frontier. Hold you to that, Wildwings 64. Jeez. On Gmail, we got an email from Marius, who says that WatchMojo did a top 10 list ranking the best Digimon villains. Jay, guess who number one was? Vamdemon. Yes. And Blackwell Greymon was number seven. Out of how many? Ten. Top yeah, ten. Yeah, well, okay. Then we have... Who was at the bottom? Uh, I didn't watch the video, and Marius only said what was number one and number seven. Random. Okay. Maybe, we, maybe we'll maybe we spot the, the video, and if there's no spoilers, we'll, we can watch it. Remember when you tried to play a couple of those? I think that was some of the Watch Mojo. And you were like, hey, wait, no, stop. Stop looking yeah, at this top ten Sus- video of all Digimon with spoilers in because, it. Surprise. Because so, someone said the top three was Susanomon in this episode showing up. <laughs> um... So then we have another email from Kyle Lone who says that they enjoy and likes Frontier and one of the reasons is the fact that it was the most watched. But then they say as a kid, they were at school during this time and so they taped all the episodes of Frontier, but their mother didn't tape the Royal Knights arc, so missed about 90% of the arc. <laughs> you and, missed nothing. And then said they didn't miss any episodes, so maybe Frontier is a better show if you miss some episodes. And it, <laughs> And says that Jay will either laugh or think this is sad. My, well, um, it's a bit of both, honestly. My favorite bit about this is it's it's just like when May says it's better. It's it's a good show if you don't think about it. You've just said it's a better show if you don't watch it. Yeah, and I think that's the problem with the Royal Knights arc. Is that a lot of episodes are skippable. It's Schrodinger's filler. It's a better show if you don't watch it. Yep. <laughs> I can't think of any show that's like that. Would you like to read the... Actually, I can. Naruto is like that. Would you like to read the remainder of the messages from the sign from Slack to Tumblr? Yeah. So we're going on Slack from Sam who says, As to my challenge, first of all, Lucimon might be powerful, but he's still a rookie, so maybe the blast just pushed them. I just addressed this before. Any blast that could push them into the ground and up into the sky would kill them. It's over. Next, Trailmon form tracks as they move. Um, that's the thing that happens in Digimon Next, so it probably happens here. Uh, once again, um, we, we know the kids had to put tracks in front of another Trailmon, so it doesn't work that way. Also, the Trailmon that went to the graveyard was sliding along sand. He did not put tracks in front of himself. Mm. And lastly, maybe the barrier was eaten when Lucifer absorbed the world. Again, different moon. So, point by point. Uh, on Tumblr, we got one from Ira. But thank you for trying. Yeah, I and know. thank you to everyone for trying. And, and I'm glad that Sam t- tied in ones from Digimon Next, which is, I believe, the one we're going to be reading after V-Tamer. And, yeah, the Digimon, the Trailmon that was kind of trapped by the kids because they pulled up the trail from behind them kind of shows that they can't just make the tracks... But no, it, it is a good attempt. It is a good attempt. Everyone did very good attempts of trying to Which, solve this. by the way, by, by itself is amazing because as I think it was Chuckman who said, indefensible. Yeah. But you, you gave it a shot and that's what matters. Um, on Tumblr, we're going from IRL Yuya who says, under the assumption that Lucimon wanted to figure out why the kids weren't falling into the void and therefore tried to knock them in with a push. I've, I've covered this enough times. Mm. They would, be, they would still die if you push someone into the ground hard enough they bounce into the sky. Um, the Trailmon being there was BS. Thank you. They learned to ignore anime time limits, I think, presuming, uh, with regards to Atmon, um, from Dragon Ball Z. And yeah, I don't know about time limits, but boy, does Dragon Ball Z really play with time. I can't wait to watch oh, no, Dragon no, Ball Z. Actually, no, they do mention... I, remember, I think I've seen that one on Tumblr originally, yeah. There's a, there's a thing that is meant to happen in like three minutes, and it takes like ten episodes. True. Um, and May, how did you get me to watch Digimon? I said, hey, do you want to rip on this show on a podcast with me? And you were like, yes. 
I, I had wanted to do a podcast. I think we mentioned this in the anniversary episode. Mm. Um, I, I really wanted to do, get into podcasting because it was a big f- uh, form, uh, shaping influence in my life, podcasts were generally. So that's something I wanted to do. And I knew May liked Digimon a lot. So I'm like, well, I guess I guess this is something she wants to do. And then I got asked, how do you get your friends to watch JoJo? And the answer is, I don't. I never have. I have the books of... Uh, part three which are awesome and i've lent them to people and no one is reading them um and i've tried to suggest the show to people and they won't want and they just everyone's everyone in my life has got too much stuff on their plate already now i did see the rest of this uh of this message and they mentioned that they got a friend to watch the first couple episodes of phantom blood which is jojo season one and their friend won't watch any more of it now the problem with that i think is there is i understand why you'd want people to start on episode one that that makes sense but Jojo seasons are standalone and Jojo season one and two are just less interesting than three and four. Some people like one and two more. That's fine. You can have your own opinions. But I think if you want to get a new fan in, you start with three because it introduces the idea of stands and also Stardust Crusaders is just the most popular one and most simple. Or you start with four because Diamond is Unbreakable is awesome. Diamond is not on Crash. Diamond is not on Crash. It's super good and it i think you'll get them with like the intro music and the especially in four like the colors and stuff if they're different shows and also if your friend doesn't like like the weird 90s jank or whatever whenever that animation was done all this stuff was like this year and last year and it's all beautiful and it's high budget and it's really good so i think if you can get if you get them onto three and four they might be interested to go back in one and two that's that's the decision let me know how that goes we got one from Grey Tanuki, who says one one uh, remedy for episode forty six was that the Trailmon reaches the moon without the field because maybe Lucimon ate the data and that means the field as well. For the like the third time, it's the yellow moon, not the grey moon, so there wouldn't be an electromagnetic field. We'll forgive that one because it is a different moon. Presuming that only one of the moons has that for whatever reason. We got an anonymous who says they're excited to hear more thoughts on V Tamer. Uh, well, look forward to next month. We we do this every month, and we're going to keep going until we run out. Yeah. Uh, and we have a final anonymous who says that uh, I should play Cyber Sleuth. It's like Persona, and even has one of its artists doing the character design. Now, I will say the character design is okay. It is nothing on Persona. Persona's great character design. I found the uh, I found the character design in Cyber Sleuth was just it tried a bit too much. Like if you take the detective lady, what is her weird? like cardigan thing doing it tied around her neck the arms are like five feet long each it's absurd um and it's not persona it's like a it's it's a it's it's a game with multiple like dudes in your team i guess it's a bit i know i think it's like persona it's more like shin megami tensei it's, in that except way except there's no social links i feel like cyber Sleuth would be better if you could just you know take nokia but on a date do you understand that social links are the reason i play persona yes if no, they didn't too. have social links i probably wouldn't yeah, play it, it it's basically persona without the social links or the personality stats have you ever heard of like a recommendation that was it's like your favorite thing without your favorite thing yeah no no it, but the thing is, I still I would really like you to play Cyber Sleuth because I really want to cover it. And would you? Want, did, what, just play it after Persona 5. We've been meaning to cover it for, like, so long. May. And we've had people request it. You should play it. Mate, would you like this ice cream cone? But it doesn't have the ice cream. I, I'm fine with eating the cone. I still like food. Yeah, but think about the comparison. It's not what you wanted. Look, I'm lactose intolerant. An ice cream cone by itself is probably the better alternative. True, it's healthier for you, but... Okay, okay, fine. 
Um, here's a delicious bowl of carbonara or... Lactose intolerant. Okay, come on. Bolognese? Dude, is it possible to have bolognese without like probably about a gallon of... I don't even know how much a gallon is. We don't use that measurement, but I assume it's a lot. It's of about Parmesan. four liters. That's still not enough. Um, about like, I don't know, a... A okay, ta- mate, what's a, a food you like? Just tell me. Size. Um, I don't know, the all-inclined milk. <laughs> what's any food you like? I really like cheese, but I'm lactose intolerant. It's a struggle. Is there any food you like? <laughs> Chorizo. Okay, okay, all right, all right, sure. So imagine uh, imagine you've, there's a really delicious chorizo sausage, right? Or, or, oh, like it's really hard to or, subdivide this or, down. Or there's just a regular beef sausage. It, yeah, but it's also, it's it's just there. It's just a beef sausage. Chorizo sausage that you love with the, all the flavor and there's just a, a Coles $1 sausage. Well, It's still a sausage. Yeah, I w- It look, just doesn't have all the cool stuff you is, like. I would enjoy both in that situation, but I would prefer, obviously, the chorizo. But if I was only given the sausage and told to eat it, I'm like, okay, I'm not saying no to a sausage. Yeah, I, I think it's because that food's not complicated. I think the ice cream cone without the ice cream is a great one because it's, it's like, it's the reason you got it. I would never... Go up to an ice cream stand and say, give me a cone. I'll pay for a cone. Mm. I want the ice cream. That's why I'm here. Mm. No, I, okay, I, I, no, I, I get your point, but I still think you should play it, though. All right, everybody, just for the next episode of To Be Hero, Lucemon on the loose. Oh, fight Susanomon. Lucemon reaches the human world. Spoiler alert, Jesus. Uh, and end of the line. Or go beyond time, the beginning of a new lesson. That says legend. Yeah, okay, that too. It could be a lesson or it could be a legend. I'm very tired. We've been recording for, what, four hours at this point? Oh, I'm so sick of this. So, happy birthday to Tom, whose birthday is on July 2nd, and Corey for June 30th, which was today, about two hours ago. Happy bird bath to <laughs> you! Happy bird bath. Also, congratulations, because Corey actually also is a father now. Like, became just straight up became a father, and Holy his kids are adorable. So, make sure you keep him safely tucked in your pink belt. And make it make him stay there. But yeah, so congratulations and well done doing the things. And also have a, I hope you have slash had a great birthday because I'm not sure when you listen to this episode, but it is currently July 1st here. So join us after the outro music for the next installment of my fanfic continuation. So for Wiggly Wonders this week, I'm going to say rollerblading because it made me the happiest I've ever been in a long time, and you should definitely do it. I also may have broken my kneecap. <laughs> I'm not going to the doctor about it, but it's probably broken. Um, it's been, it only started bruising today and I fell over on Sunday. Um, it also very much hurts when I need kneel down. Um, it wasn't a, like, I didn't think it was a huge issue, but Jay was like, yeah, you've probably broken that. I'm like, oh no. Well, because I touched it and something moved independently of the rest of the kneecap. And it was concerning. Yeah. And then I touched my kneecaps to make sure that wasn't what was meant to happen. And mine were fine. Yeah. No. There's, pro- there's probably a little bit of not, not good things happening. But another thing I would like to recommend that I can actually link is Dragon Ball. And in Australia, Mate, it's available them. on... What? Save them for other weeks. No. Dragon Ball is what I'm enjoying at the moment. So I would also recommend Dragon Ball. It is available in Australia on Anime Lab. I mean, it's probably available on Crunchyroll in America. It's just only available on Anime Lab here because Madman have the rights. But very much watch it because it is very good. And is watching it through, it's just it's very much like the Looney Tunes. It's very classic. Also, after we're done with uh, Sailor Moon, we'll be covering Dragon Ball. So Dragon Ball Z. 
Oh yeah, that's right. You want to do Dragon Ball Z? That's right. Because that's why I'm making you watch Dragon Ball now. Oh yeah, okay, the good point. So I get some uh, foundation. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that you'll have a, a background, but you won't have what Z actually because Z's really different. How many episodes are in Z? Because I know Dragon Ball has 150. Yeah, I have no idea. That's so many episodes. Jeez. Quite a lot though. What's your weekly wonder? My weekly wonder is Glow, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Uh, I watched all ten episodes of it this week. It was awesome. Glow is a story about a struggling actress who goes on to a random like audition, and it turns out that they're auditioning for a wrestling TV show. And it is a really, it is a really, it's a pretty good character drama, which about about this um, starred by the person who plays Annie from Community. Mm, but she looks so different; it's so weird. And yeah, she, she's also in BoJack Horseman as the girl character, isn't yeah, she? As the uh, yeah, as Diane. Um, <clears throat> however. So it's, it's, it's a good character drama. It's got good character work in it. But what it does really well is it gives an excellent grounding on the basics of wrestling. Like what it is, why you should, like how it is sort of done, why it is enjoyable and how it functions as a storytelling mechanism. It's great for that. So I recommend it. It's a lot of fun. And if you, if you've heard me babble on about wrestling on this show or make weird wrestling references and you're like i don't get wrestling at all right well you can watch this show and not commit to watching hours of wrestling and just kind of see while enjoying a good piece of television traditional media maybe you might try liking it a bit also you don't have to necessarily know things about wrestling to watch it my uh, my parents are watching it and they don't know anything about wrestling it it is designed in a, in it is designed for people who don't know anything because the main character doesn't know anything about wrestling. Yeah, but you'll also so she has to learn. If you do know wrestling, you'll understand certain aspects of it, and it's 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 really nice. Yeah, you'll like you'll pick that stuff up. Yeah, you'll quickly. pick up you'll pick up small references if you do know. Like Ric Flair is shown in a clip. Ah, <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh yes, I've got the robe now," but it's it's actually just the doona from my yeah, bed. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the sheet. Yeah, I have an imagination, you know. Yeah, no, no, it, it is quite good. I I've watched the first we we watched the first episode together. Then Jay decided he didn't want to watch it with me. So now I have to watch it by my own self. What? I didn't make a decision of any mm. kind. I just My decision was I want to watch this show. Okay. The only show I'm waiting to watch with you is Dragon Ball. Okay, we'll watch more Dragon Ball together then. Absolutely. The link dumps link to the description. And this week's weekly poll is Lucimon Normal or Lucimon Fall Down Mode. Who do you prefer? It's normal. It's no contest. Come on. So you can find our screenshots of the week and our weekly wonders linked in the description and in our link dump. And a red bubble and our end of season discussion points which you should really answer because it's important for our final episode they're also linked in the description and in our link dub and you can contact us and stay updated you can email us at lostintranslationmon at gmail.com or you can comment on this episode or message us on soundcloud you can follow us on at translationmon on twitter and you can find us on lost in translation on tumblr facebook instagram and youtube we have a discussion thread on with the will and a red thread in the digimon subreddit and we'd really appreciate if you were to review us on itunes on a stitcher and by the way like if you review us on like iTunes, even if you don't use iTunes to listen to us, we'd actually really appreciate if you were to just create an an iTunes account just to leave us a review because it actually does help make people find us and we haven't read one for a while, so that would be nice. And we have a website where you can vote in our weekly poll or see our schedule that we have in a calendar or you can just have a quick look at what our upcoming episodes and content are. And you can donate to our Patreon, which is linked in the description from as little as a dollar a month. 
which gets you access to our listener Slack chat group, but there are higher levels, for example, like for $10 a month, you can get all of our RAWs, and that's all 10 episodes that we do every week, every month earlier. For example, this, this episode is more than four hours long, and I'm pretty sure I'll hopefully be cutting it down to maybe like two-ish. I'm going to die. Maybe two but and a half. You'll die more. Yeah, I'll so. die because I have to edit. But basically, if, if you want to get the roars, you get extra content and you get earlier content. Like episode 112, you will get a week earlier. And there are other cool rewards. Like you can play video games with us for $5 a month. You can get notes for $5 a month. You can get obnoxious synopsis notes for $3 a month. You can get obnoxious synopsis early recordings for $7 a month. There, there's a bunch of stuff that you can choose from. And of course, there's the higher tiers, which are like suggesting topics and other things. So definitely check it out if you want to support us and we'd really appreciate it. And thank you to our current Patreon supporters, Sam Krieger, who hosts a podcast called The Moncast, which talks about Pokemon and Digimon, Stevie, who is Stevie Padamon on Tumblr and is currently taking commissions, Wu Chinglong, who you can find at twitch.tv forward slash Wu Chinglong, Metal Mamemon, Joe, Penguin Mage, Anime Guy, who is Anime Guy Kurosaki and the number one on YouTube, Chakmon, Ishpal Bamba, Hiro Alato, who is at Hiro Alato on Twitter, Jason Morosky, Ryuchi, who is Frost Magic on Archive of Our Own, Stephen Reeves, who is at Wildwing64 on Twitter, Kaitawashi, Mac, Noam, Riku, Red and Garen from the Versus Podcast, which you can find on SoundCloud, Chisai, who you can follow at Chisai236 on Tumblr, uh, Corey, happy birthday, Corey, uh, Kyle, Delady Bugman, whose anime blog you can find at baguburagu.wordpress.com, Small Wolfie, who is on Tapastic as Small Wolfie and has a comic called Eden the Melancholy, Tom, happy birthday, Tom, yeah, happy birthday, woo! Uh, Glitch Goat, Azure McCool, Nicholas, and Matthew. And also we have a new Patreon supporter, which Silly Me forgot to add to the segment guide until just then, and obviously didn't update on Jay's screen. We also, so we also have Anthony, so welcome Anthony, aboard, woo! Anthony. Woo! And you can also make a one donation on our PayPal, which you found linked in the description. It's paypal.me slash Ergemon. Make sure that's of the podcast. We'll see you guys next time, but also wait till after the music for Fanfic Chapter 12. Uh, bye! bye. Chapter 12. Uncertainty. The lake. Maisie replied. She bit her lip nervously. Her eyes focused on the new canyon that had appeared. It might be best to play it safe for now. Hawkmon sat up straight, proudly. She jumped from Maisie's shoulder to Sagittarimon's neck, her talons digging into her rough fur just slightly. An excellent, safe, and brilliant idea. Her words were full of venom and aimed at Sagittarimon, who ignored the slight pain that Hawkmon's talents were delivering. I'm tired anyway, Sagittarimon announced, hiding her slight anger that nobody went with her idea. This way I can walk as Vemon and conserve energy. Hawkmon tutted loudly <laughs> and flew back to Maisie's shoulder. That's a great idea, Maisie grinned, blissfully unaware of the small disagreement that was occurring between her two Digimon. Sagittarimon slowed to a stop, gently, and let Maisie climb down before devolving to Vimon. The trio began to walk towards the lake, and Vimon stopped, sighed, and began to look over herself slowly. 
I prefer to be large and elegant. She began, only to be cut off by Hawkmon. Overly bulky isn't elegant. Lean and sleek and graceful like Rinkmon is elegant. Hawkmon grinned, still perched on Maisie's shoulders, ignoring her discomfort as Hawkmon was just a little bit too large to be sitting on a 14-year-old girl's shoulder. Flamedemon is that too. Sagittariumon is elegant in her own way. Maisie moved her shoulder, shoulder slowly. Wow, that's a typo. Whoops. (laughs) Shoulder, shoulder. I have two shoulders. They're four soldiers. Soldier, soldier. Hoping that Hawkmon would get the hint. She didn't. In what way? Hawkmon asked, slightly inconvenienced by Maisie's shoulder movements. My own! Vimon answered. Maisie shrugged as hard as she could. Not knowing the right way to tell her feathered partner to dislodge herself from her shoulder, she began to walk. Hey, um, Hawkmon, why don't you try to get an overhead view and scout for trouble ahead at the lake? Might be some angry fish Digimon there or something. Maybe they're upset or worried about, you know, the entire mountain deciding to be a hole. (laughs) Can we just call the chapter Hawkmon is an asshole? (laughs) (laughs) Maisie bit her lip and crossed her fingers, hoping this would work, giving Hawkmon a hint or, at the very least, would convince her to fly instead of hitching a ride on a young human. It didn't. Hawkmon merely adjusted her talons on Maisie's shoulder. Digimon are nice, and wouldn't attack us, especially sea or fish Digimon. Weren't we attacked by a marine Devimon before? Maisie was just picking up on Hawkmon's slightly difficult behaviour. And a rather unhelpful Submarimon. Maisie added. I handled it. I can handle whatever comes our way. I'm doing Eridan voice for some reason. Now read that one correctly, please. I handled it. I can handle whatever comes our way. No, read it correctly. Comes in our way. <laughs> okay, comes in our way. That makes sense too, I guess. <laughs> Hawkmon sighed. You should have more faith in me. Maisie looked forward as they approached the lake, hoping for anything in the distance that might be a threat. Why? What? To get Hawkmon off her shoulder. <laughs> okay. It makes sense, okay. She then turned to Vimon, giving or, as it is written, Vimon. <laughs> yeah, that's because that's how it's written, Vimon. Shouldn't it be a dash? No. Okay. Not Giving her a pleading look. Vimon tilted her head to the side, noticing her partner's look, but not understanding it. Do... Do I have something on my face? Vimon proceeded to whack herself in the face, trying to remove whatever Maisie had been looking at. Maisie sighed, half with amusement and half with frustration. At this point, she was just hoping for some evil Digimon or David or something to rush into them. Eventually, they reached the lake. Maisie crouched down, causing Hawkmon to tighten her grip on Maisie's shoulder to remain stable. Maisie winced and looked into the water. It's meant to be clear. Hawkmon spoke, finally dislodging herself from Maisie's shoulder. Maisie almost toppled froward from the water with, into the water with relief. How can you tell? Vimon asked. She watched Maisie stabilize herself on the edge of the water. Hawkmon sighed, <sighs> frustrated at, the, at what she thought to be a stupid question. The water was meant to be from the spring at the top of the mountain. It's not clear anymore. It's full of dirt and it's light brown. It's meant to be the clearest water in the digital world. I wonder what changed. Maybe it's upside down. Pondered Vimon, who looked towards the newly formed canyon. Or the spring is no longer here because of the lack of the mountain. She added, nodding. Yeah. She nodded again, her eyes closed to think. That's probably it. Hawkman laughed nervously. Of course I knew that. She looked around her for something to change the topic. She gasped softly as she spotted a figure by the lake. Human. She murmured. Her talon reached to pull on Maisie's clothes softly. 
Maisie followed Hawkman's gaze. Oh no, David, he... Did he follow us? Vimon, spelled differently, ran to a nearby rock and tried to get a better view and Hawkmon flew high into the air. Vimon, also spelled differently, uh, moved to a closer rock as quietly as she could as Maisie moved to the first rock Vimon was behind. She couldn't see if the figure was David. She looked to Vimon and then up at Hawkmon and shrugged. Vimon, once again, moved to a closer rock. Stepping on a sharp rock in the process, she gasped in pain. <gasps> a pain rock. Look at that rock. Move to another rock. Look at that other rock. I made the rock. I'm in a different Shut rock. Shut up. I'm in a third, fourth, fifth, sixth rock. Rock, rock, rock. Shut up. So I'm I'm play rock and roll. I hate you so Let's much. Let's get rocking. I'm bad at writing, okay? <laughs> Alerting the figure who turned around. Hawkmon let out a loud groan is <laughs> disdain. Oh my god, wow. She flew lower, ready to swoop on the figure. Maisie began to approach, her head on her, her hand on her digivice, her eyes darting between the figure and Vimon. Maisie was able to make out a frown that spread across the figure's face as the figure became clearer. He was a tall boy with the beginnings of a beard, probably only a few years older than Maisie. Hi? May. Wow. Boy, you, just, you just named yourself! Whoops. <laughs> May greeted the boy cautiously, noticing... A slight element of fear and sadness in the boy's expression. Vimon beca- hid behind Maisie and Hawkman laughed from above. Are you... Are you the furry? Come and get me <laughs> no, too. No, that says fury. That one says fury. That says... That's, that says... Okay, I meant... Okay. Okay. Are you... Are you the, the, the fury? Come here to get me too. I'm trying to channel my mother. The boy asked. I can't do a brummy Both accent. his hands were clasped together, holding something to his close to his chest. Maisie was so relaxed by the statement she began to laugh softly, (laughs) causing the boy to take a few nervous steps back. Maisie noticed this and shook her head. No, we're good. We're good. We were worried you were the fury, as we've not had really a lot of luck with other humans. Other humans? The boy softly repeated, nodding a few times, his expression turning sadder. Well, other human. Maisie corrected. Other human? The boy repeated again. Named David. Maisie added. Named David. Vimon peeked out from behind Maisie's legs. Is... Is he some kind of repeating Digimon? Hawkman landed aggressively on Vimon's head, her talons digging in. No, idiot. He's in shock. Maisie looked from Hawkman and Vimon to the boy. What's your name and what happened? She asked, trying to keep her voice as nice and calming as possible. Sam and my Digimon, Gabamon, was taken and corrupted by a boy that the Fury had taken host. The... (laughs) The boy replied. He opened up his hands, revealing what he had been clasping so tightly. Sand, or maybe dust. He looked into his hand and back to Maisie, tears welling in his eyes. My digivice. He explained. Why am I giving a New Zealand accent? By the way, this is Sam, our, our, our Patreon supporter and friend. I picked it up. Yeah. I picked it up. Um, well, I don't know why I'm getting a New Zealand accent. I'm not doing very well. I can't do accents. Continue. This, it, it happened when... Uh, Sam stopped speaking and closed his eyes. My Digimon was turned inside out. Gross. Uh, He closed his hands and opened his eyes. He bit his lip in an attempt not to cry. Hawkman looked up. Well, that may explain the Skull Gabamon that showed up out of nowhere. Hawkman nodded, smiling at her own deduction, despite it being quite morbid. Was her Digivice a square-shaped one? Also, despite it being induction. Uh, Hawkman... Hmm? It's not deduction, it's induction. Okay. Um, deduction is about naming a bunch of possibilities and reducing it down. Oh, right. No, I get Whereas it. Whereas induction it. is using the evidence there to produce right, a theory. Right, right. No, I get it. Yeah. Thanks. Hawkmon asked, not knowing the proper terminology. 
Apparently, neither do I, knowing deduction and induction. Sam nodded silently. He stuffed the dust into the pocket of his dark grey hoodie, where it would spread around the pocket and he wouldn't be able to get it back. Hawkman looked up at Maisie and exchanged a concerned look. Are you positive that that dust is the Digivice? Hawkman asked, trying to piece together what they saw and what they knew. Sam nodded. I think he was trying to clone it so he could have his own to control Gabamon himself. Sam looked down at his feet and kicked around the soft dirt nervously. I don't really remember much. He looked up and smiled apologetically. Where did all this take place? Maybe we could search for clues? Vimon suggested, still hidden behind Maisie's legs. She scratched the top of her head in an attempt to shoo Hawkmon. Sam looked up and thought for a second. Well... He began, looking back to Vimon. The forest is where Gabamon first started acting strange. He answered. But the Sunanom... Sunanom? Uh, Sunamon village is where I first saw David snooping around. Hawkmon leaped from Vimon's head to Maisie's arm. Why do you hurt me in this way? <laughs> Maisie murmured as Hawkmon's talent dug into her skin. Hawkmon ignored the question. Where should we investigate? Alright, so whoever was playing the drinking game, uh, I you, you wouldn't have been damaged too badly by this, this one. Is a but drinking there was, game? I think there should be, and I'm just talking about it now. Uh, you would die if you did this during the first like nine chapters, but since you've done this one, I still think it's take a shot whenever there's such a grievous spelling mistake we have to talk about it. And the big one is take a shot every time someone talked and then they nodded. <laughs> Shut up. That happened or once. Or they nodded, then they talked. That happened once and it was because it was in a moment of explanation, okay? It makes sense. It happened like five times in this one. It makes sneeze. Maybe it makes sense, but it's now a, it's a May trope. So thank you for, to Sam because I asked him, I was like, hey, can I just put you in this? Because I, I want someone else to be in it, but also I, I want to give an explanation to the Skull Gabamon who just came out of absolutely nowhere. This is a tactic called, I need a character, but I can't be bothered inventing one, so I'll just pick someone I know. Yes, yeah, it's, it's called, uh, it's, it's the, uh, the top trick of the self-insert genre, right? Yes. So that's to be continued. Like when it's just May. It's not even Maisie anymore. Her name was just Look, May. In the previous ones, I keep on writing May because I'm used to for the roleplay. So I haven't, I've been writing as May and not Maisie, but I've been, this, this chapter I was really good. I was writing Maisie every time, except for that one time that you pointed out. But yeah, so then it was the most self-insert. So Patreon supporters will be asked in our Slack chat group to vote on how Maisie should answer. The forest where Gabamon was first acting strangely, or the Sunamon village where David was seen snooping around. All paths and voting will take place in the Continuation Mon channel on our Slack. And you can, as we said in the outro, you can become a patron supporter and access the Slack chat group from as little as a dollar a month. And of course, there are higher levels for those who pledge more. But if you only want to join in our Slack, that's one dollar a month. And the link is in the description to our Patreon and we'd really appreciate it. You know what you're doing? What? When you're like, you can go to this village where this is happening, or you can go over here where this thing happened. You're just being a dungeon master. Yeah. That's what this is. This is D&D. The only difference is that you give these options, and what the players actually say is, we're going to Akiba, and we're going to go find some, like, women of the night at the tavern and get drunk. And you're like, but the story in like, nah, bro. No. No. The, the, the people have been voting pretty well, like... It's 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 good though. It's fun. Um, Jay hasn't voted for anything. He's not even in the continuation mon channel. No one invited me. You don't. You can. You, you know. You can join them your own self, right? <laughs> no. But yeah. So I hope you enjoyed chapter twelve of my fanfic. I hope it's getting gradually better. I still can't write. I still can't do voices. Um, I'm sorry for trying to do a, a a British accent, and the closest I could get was Brummy because I think they're relatively close. 
Birmingham and where... Well, they're, they're in the same shire. They're both in Warwickshire, I'm what, pretty sure. What's the, what's the other place? Uh, I forgot whereabouts Sam lives. I, I probably shouldn't say that on the air anyway. But they're, they're both in the same shire, like Birmingham well, I mean, as well. If it's in London, then it's near Birmingham. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> to be fair, and I, I heard this um, today, I was talking to my mum, about how in Britain, 100 kilometres is a lot. Like that, that is a far distance to drive. In Australia, it's nothing. That is... On a, it is an hour's drive on a freeway, so it's it's a two-hour drive if you are on, like, normal roads, I guess. Yes, but the thing is, in England, you can go to London and you can basically go anywhere in Britain in a day trip. Yep. You can go there and back and explore the place in a day. Yeah. And you can still come back for dinner. I, I take two-hour... I've taken two-hour drives to friends' houses. Yes. Yeah, that, that's just like, that's just unheard of. So 100 kilometers is considered a lot in Britain. But in Britain, 100 years is not that long. In Australia, 100 years is a long time. 100 years is like most of what we have. Yeah, we only have like a couple hundred there. We have uh, 116 mm. since we really became Australia. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, the church my mum was christened in is over a thousand years old. Yes. Yes, that that is a thing. We can stop recording now. All right, yeah, so, uh, yeah. So see ya. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.